0: On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick returned to the leakverse to talk about new details reported for the Book of Boba Fett and the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. They will also touch on a new interview from Kumal Nanjiani in which he sheds a bit of light on his Kenobi character, so expect some speculation to go down. For those who dig books, the team will also detail four new novels coming to flesh out some new canon for the Star Wars. Finally, the show will end with a special edition of the fan segment thanks to the SWTS Giveaway Challenge, whose winner will be revealed on the show. Fan responses will also be featured for the Question of the Week, and of course, the latest round of top five featured Star Wars artists will be honored. Punch it, Chewie! <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the Star Wars Time Show, E-183, how about that, 183 of these stupid hot take filled episodes coming right at you, free of charge, look at this, the live stream is packed already, we've got Johnny, we've got (laughs) young Liam, and of course Tones must not be working tonight because we see his fine blue wrench in the stream welcome gentlemen it's always great to have the diehards here early on to cheer us on very nice Um, yep no no guests this week so you're you're getting just unfiltered raw matt and nick i think that's (laughs) i think that's what all of you like although as i was sharing with nick over the weekend we we had a great week last week in terms of numbers so i don't know if that was alex pulling some of that Or if Nick is right and truly it's just a time of the season where people are like, you know what? It's not so hot anymore. I feel like listening to these dickheads again. Um, (laughs) But but either way, we have seen a great increase in listenership. Uh, Really, the past three weeks, it's gone up and up and up again. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if it doesn't go up next Sunday, I'm going to be back in, you know, Matt, depressed land. So let's go. Keep it going. Keep (laughs) keep driving those metrics up. We love it. Remember, I'm Tinkerbell here. I need to I need that feedback, that support to that keep me going. Fairy dust though. That is love. that is my, my pixie dust. <laughs> my you know, my fairy wings are a little limp right now, but they can get nice and strong and, and taut with the more love and support we get. So um, you know, YouTube as usual is yelling at us and we're sending too many KBPS at it at once, even though that makes no sense. But I think we're too all good right. of a
1: feed. Our feat is too strong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll just be waiting for Nick's new glitch, which I don't know if anyone has picked up on it yet, but let's say within the next 20 minutes, there's a good chance Nick may freeze for a few seconds and then call back in because once yeah. he upgrade to Windows 11, <laughs> his Skype only gives him about 30 minutes on the show. Uh, before it feels like closing itself and it it even happened last week when we were talking to alex but nick's such a pro now at hiding it uh, it just seemed like a a glitch in the matrix and he was right back so i was ready to go i was back before they even knew i was gone (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's a you know i'm always i'm always happy to talk to nick on a tuesday I think we've got, a, we've got some fun stuff to talk about this week. A lot of leaky stuff. I've got some uh, personal stories. Uh, other Star Wars people played with me in between the last <laughs> week. It's like, wow, they finally talked to someone from the Star Wars Time show. So, um, And it ties into some of our topics, but we'll get there. Uh, but before the Star Wars, Nick, I do have some things on my mind. Um, you know, some shit pop culture stuff that I got into over the past week since the last time we talked. Uh, Yeah. Thank you, tones for the shirt. This is actually the Celebration 2017 official shirt, the one that was down at Orlando uh, to kick off the Last Jedi, which you know in some people's minds ruined the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. We didn't know it back then. We were just hanging out in Orlando, in Florida. That was actually the first time Nick I saw the uh, intern in person. Intern. We had had just met, uh, taking a master's course at Penn State uh, over the fall, and you know by the spring. We we're you know still bullshitting online. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna come down there too and check out this Star Wars celebration. So, there you go. But, but yeah, thanks for the shirt. This is not one of our Adrian uh, action figure snap specials. I've I've had to to uh, uh, dig into my own supply.
1: R- rotate today. in some others. Yeah, I tried. I, have, I mean, just I have a regular so- Star Wars.
0: I mean, do you have a ridiculous amount of Star Wars shirts or are you normal? Now I do. Yeah, Yeah. now I do. It's gotten worse recently. There
1: was a period of time when we were doing the podcast where I only had one Star Wars shirt and it was just like a like a pretty standard. I think I got it from Disney Um, even like like right around the time of the acquisition and then now it's like yeah, I have all of Adrian shirts and then just others that I've picked up along the way. Like, I'll see one. That I like I like, oh, yeah, I'll get that. I got like Sir. I mean, like Sir Dork shirt is technically a Star Wars shirt because the, the Trooper itself is definitely oh, Star yeah. Wars inspired. Yeah. Then I got, you know, uh, Devin Super Scoundrel shirt, which is the Mando Vice shirt. So I, I, I've been stacking up on them pretty well recently, and it is getting to a, a, a bit of a overload. You would say,
0: <laughs> yeah. A lot of mine initially came from Target because you know, Target they they just have like a they pop culture section, right? Where it's, you know, yeah. it, it, these days you probably could go get a Clorox bleach T-shirt at Target. Like <laughs> any any brand is game to be put on a shirt these days. Uh, but I also acquired a ton back in the t- back in the day when I was into all those mystery boxes for Funko mm-hmm. Pops. Okay. Yes, yes indeed. Because uh, every. Funko Pop box be it Star Wars and then I think they did a DC and a Marvel you would get some item of clothing Mm -hmm. and most of the times it was just a way too tight shirt of a Star Wars Funko Pop so I have a bunch of those and then Adrian but yeah I I think I have enough to I probably could wear a Star Wars shirt or a different one every day for at least almost I'd say close to a month I think so I think close to a month I I could I could whip Star Wars I'm solidly in the two-week territory so uh, not
1: quite that many yet, but I'm going to Disney again. Like I'm going to Disney in November. That's, so that's I'm, coming I'm, up,
0: actually. That, yeah. That's creeping up on you here.
1: Yeah. So November is when, when I'm taking my journey back to Disney World. And when I'm there, of course, I'm probably going to pick up some sort of Star Wars paraphernalia, whether it be a T-shirt. We'll see about the new lightsaber. I know that we talked about that a while ago, but I'm, I'm under the impression that you can only get that if you're at the hotel right now. But I'm not 100% sure. The uh, like the if you're at the actual one, like yeah, the tape like, measure one, yes, yes.
0: I thought that that was only available. Yeah, if and you're I, I don't even the Halcyon
1: Hotel, but I, I don't even know wrong. if they're
0: selling it, Nick. I mean, I, I think as of right now, it's just that's the only place you're going to see it. I don't know if they're mm. selling it, but yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I get you. That's probably the one I'd want to shoot for too. And yeah, yeah. I, I still have dreams of doing that hotel. I know the sticker shock scared mm, some it people, is. but it, it seemed. About Disney right to me, so it wasn't so much like, oh, look at the price. It's like, I don't want to deal with the process and the waiting. And once I get there, kind of being... It's like you you it, almost have to conform to their schedule, right, Nick? It's like it, it you was, almost yeah. follow an itinerary if you sign up for this hotel experience. Yeah, I th- like initially you're going to have that to where
1: basically like the package that you see for that hotel is does not include actual park tickets either. Like it includes your stay at the hotel and then you get into Galaxy's Edge from there. But if you want park tickets to like go to Magic Kingdom or any of the other parks in Disney World, you have to buy those separately and i think that there is sort of like a like a small schedule that happens in yeah. place like there are there are shuttles that happen
0: every so often It's, that it's take like you they want to the hotel off and i guess it's it's probably good so you do feel like it, it to me it's, Nick, immersive it's almost like experience. right it's almost like they're making you a part of of the cast you know what i mean it's like when when oh, you yeah. pay to do this you're not really going there to relax and kind of do things on your own time. You are becoming someone in the Star Wars universe. You're on a ship, a pleasure shri- uh, ship, trip, slip, dick, <laughs> tips. <laughs> I can't wait. what's going on here but they uh i really i felt like it's like you know day one you do this you go here Mm -hmm. you go to this this exhibit this hall then you look out your window in the space so i I think i think you're right where i would not if if you're doing this hotel or planning on doing the hotel that's it unless after your stay you then want to go do other disney stuff i mean you are you are paying for this immersive experience it's not vr i mean it if you've done the ride, or is it ride of resistance or rise of resistance? Rise, what?
1: rise. Yeah, rise
0: yeah. of resistance ride. I'm imagining it's going to feel like it does, and Nick hasn't experienced this yet, yeah. so he, he will get it. And those of you that have, you know what I'm talking about. It's going to feel like that moment when you walk off of that shuttle ship onto the deck of a star destroyer and you look outside and it's like you're at the fucking hangar and it feels like you're on a ship, even though, you know, you're in a building. And I think that's what they're going for with this hotel. And so, like I said, I'm, I'm sold on it, but that's not the pop culture. I've got some, I want to check in with Nick to see what he's seen that I'm about to talk about as well as make recommendations. Cause I think there's some good shit out there right now. Um we talked about this last week. I I, I checked it out. Definitely give it a, a thumbs up. But the many saints of Newark, good. Okay. I have not seen it yet. I i would like it, I would have liked it to have been more of a direct prequel, but in terms of a, a standalone as well as giving some setup for the Sopranos, it's a very solid mob movie from start so, to finish. So Taylor and I are in the
1: middle of the Sopranos series is it okay for us to watch it now or should we
0: finish and then go back the only thing that would probably mess with her is at the beginning christopher Maltisani does a voiceover and essentially says this is the guy that ends up killing me yeah talking about young tony like when tony was a boy Mm -hmm. outside of that it really like i said it it Yes, some familiar characters are in there, but it, it's the Dicky Maltisani story. It's it, that's it. I mean, yeah, a little bit's focused on you know Tony, and you know he always talked about how Dicky was his mentor, but it's not really how Tony becomes Tony. It, it's more of like the influences in his life. That yeah, okay, now that we've seen this, we understand why he made some choices, but they kind of leave it with. With Tony not too into that lifestyle, I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Okay.
1: Yeah, because I know that yeah. the the HBO Max run ends on the thirty first, and I mean we would really have to push hard to try to finish the whole series by the thirty first. Yeah, what so one six is saying to, say to the finish
0: it, it? I mean, I I don't know. I I, I think even what's his name, David Chase, uh, he's a creator, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: I, I'm pretty sure even he said like, listen, you can. You can do this without the other. They're not necessarily. Yes, they are tied together in the same universe, but it's not mm-hmm. like you have to watch Sopranos to appreciate uh, Saints. Like I yeah. said, as a standalone, it, it's just it, it's a good mob movie, if anything else. Yeah. Um, Venom two, check that out in theater, and I liked it. You know, it it, it was kind of like the first one, so it's got that humor to it. I think Tom Hardy is excellent acting with himself and kind of acting off of the the Venom voice. Uh, anything Andy Circus is attached to, I'll support. I think that man is a he's a genius. He's a genius. I feel like he yeah. he was robbed for uh, what he did with Gollum back in the day. I mean, he yes, Ahmad Best is the pioneer, but I think Andy Circus is the first one that showed us these motherfuckers should win oscars for playing full digital characters uh and he directed venom too so uh, i dug it but i'll tell you what the the post credit scene whoo that um that opens up so many speculation moments for sony's characters making it over into the proper mcu i'll leave it at that okay
1: i know that they like sony and marvel have been working together pretty well since the initial deal with the spider-man like with tom holland spider-man stuff so i am like excited to see more crossover between i mean crossover is not the right word but like more intermingling of like sony's characters with proper marvel characters on the disney side because that's how it should be i mean you know when you when you have a fucking sinister 6 movie you should be able to use people from both sides of the coin not just kind of scrape together shit from what your contract says i mean it's <laughs> always been a mess marvel's always been a fucking disaster because of the way that the initial movie releases and the initial character yeah who owns what character happened. for how yeah. long i mean it was it, it it's been wild but the fact that sony is now working with marvel basically brings the family back together you could say because now at disney owns fox and they're working together you you can you can pretty safely use anyone
0: yeah they um they they kick the doors wide open to bring sony characters over into the mcu i mean i that i i I won't spoil that i know i kind of stepped on the the Sopranos things, but everyone should be used to that type of shit here on the Star Wars Time <laughs> Show. Sorry, we we just let shit fly. My bad. Um, it's not really a bad. I mean, Sopranos has been out for over a decade, so I, I'm not going to feel bad telling you that that Tony waxes sort of nephew. All right, that that's not a spoiler at all. So I'm not going to feel that bad. But yeah, so Venom two. It's fun. Some good lines in there, some laughs, some decent action. But like I said, the the, the stinger there. Oh. Uh, here's Nick dropped out. I got to let him back in. <laughs> oh, this is funny. We knew it was going to happen. Um, he'll come back. I got to get my Skype reopened again. To let him back in here, but he'll be back. Like, like we predicted, this is just a new thing with... Uh, with Nick's setup here, so hopefully he'll call back in here in a little bit. Uh, Nick, call call back, buddy, or I'll, I'll try calling you. All uh, right, here he is. He's back like clockwork. We is told back. you. See? We See? told you it
1: was coming. And we here we it can is. predict it. We can predict <laughs> our fails now. <laughs> we're, we're like almost. That was pretty close too. That was almost to the minute we it were really like is- around 20 minute mark you're gonna get yeah. a fall in it uh-huh. <laughs> we're like 18 <laughs> minutes in
0: <laughs> yeah so anyways venom 2 I, I i enjoyed it uh tones i'm with you I, I still need to go check out bond on the big screen i might get that in this week because uh, i want my slate cleared for next week which is dune i am i'm fucking pumped for dune all right. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of, of the franchise. I've never read the books. I've watched the old film, uh, but I love Dennis uh, Villanueva. And I, I just mm-hmm. think this thing is going to be an epic sci-fi film. So, yeah, I do want to check out Bond soon, maybe this week, yeah. if, I can, if I can get out.
1: The last, the other f- the last movie I saw in theaters was Adam's Family 2. And guys, honestly, you went,
0: man. You went and saw the cartoon?
1: Yeah, we saw the first one, too. The first the first Adam's family cartoon was actually the last movie we saw before everything shut down for COVID. Oscar
0: Isaacs is uh, Gomez. He's right? Gomez. Yeah. And then and, Charlize um, Theron yeah. is,
1: is Morticia. I mean, honestly, dude, if you go in like if you watch those movies and you just say like, OK, they're not going to be like the 1990s movies like they're just they don't even try to be like they're just completely different. They're still funny. Like I, I, I laugh. Yeah, I,
0: I like, the dude. I tried of the to sell. I tried stuff. to sell Charlie on going to see Adam's Family too, and she's like, "Hey, fuck you." I mean, she's really hit the age <laughs> now where, if her friends are out and playing, the FOMO kicks in. Like I don't want to miss out on any of this shit. So, Dad, go go pound salt, homeboy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, I like I said I, I want to check that out too, but no, um, dude, it's fun. It's fun shit. TV wise. All right. Not to get controversial, checked out Chappelle's The Closer, thought it was quite entertaining. Uh, I can see why some people are taking umbrage with it, because at at some points in time, I wouldn't say he's necessarily doing a joke or a bit. He's directly giving his opinion on some of this stuff. Um, But in the end, as a comedian, I I do think he's one of the best. And the the way he kind of gets under people's skins, at one point, that's kind of what comedians were supposed to do. Um, like I said, I can see where some of the arguments are coming from the other sides, but hey, um, he's Dave Chappelle. It's good stuff. I mean, it's, it's thought out, but like I said, he does make some just general opinions where it's like, all right, Dave, why don't you stick to the comedy and maybe mm-hmm. not talk about your opinions on this stuff that you know is going to get you in trouble. And last but not least, and I'm not going to lie, my friends, but Foundation has become, like, my next TV Jesus, all right? Okay. This show, it's something where, no joke, I'm like, I wish it was Friday. I wish it was Friday. (laughs) I wish it was Friday because I want to watch episode five to see what's going to happen next. And like I said, when I first broke it down for you, I, I thought the pilot was, it was a beast, all right? Yeah. They were throwing a ton of shit at you, a lot of characters to set up the narrative, but by the end of episode two, in particular three and four, you really start to see like the big mystery comes into focus, the, the amount of time they cover, Nick. I mean, there's 400 year ago flashbacks all the way to what? the present timeline where they'll, they'll cover 30 years, like they just jumped 30 years. It's It's just very intriguing to me. The world is cool. It is 100% Star Wars Game of Thrones. You got the, you know, like the galactic politics mixed into the sci-fi stuff. And yeah. there's there's just the right amount of carrot dangling for the main mystery <laughs> that they can get away with really not revealing much. But as a viewer, you're like, I need it. You know, that that's, that's I feel like I need my foundation. I need my fix. Yeah. Uh, so I am... All in on foundation. This is on Apple TV plus Klondike. Uh, it's, it's well worth it. And it's already been picked up for a second season. I believe Goyer initially want, wanted it to go eight or more. And if that's the case, I'm, I'm all for it because I, I just dig it. Fucking yeah. dig it cloned emperors galactic empires (laughs) weird structures like is it alien is it not alien A, a whole new type of math that predicts the future of massive populations it's it's good it's good
1: yeah yeah i'm interested in that for sure we have to we're gonna finish up ted lasso soon because we have to watch the last episode so far i
0: hit that finale it's it's pretty damn good it's got a little bit of a a dark side twist at the end
1: that's what i heard i heard that there's like an edge to it at the end Mm -hmm. and you're like oh shit so gonna watch that and then the we watched the first episode of squid game yesterday oh okay thank you
0: i i checked that out too so nick I am intrigued by it highly, but I am finding myself, especially because it's a late night show for me where I may be fucking around on another device like a douche. Yeah. It's shows with, uh, subtitles are hard to do that with. So I'm going to have to rewatch the second episode cause I, I didn't do it justice. I wasn't paying attention. I missed some of the dialogue, uh, but I've heard that the best way to watch this for dummies like you and me that don't speak multiple languages is just the regular English captions not english cc but just the regular english captions uh, supposedly gives you the most direct translation of the korean yeah
1: i mean i i read that but also i don't fucking care so i just watched it dubbed i'm like <laughs> oh, so i don't you don't just feel have like them, fucking you
0: just you just have
1: the, the like the dopey americans talking over yeah, like like the... <laughs> and like that's like i don't i don't give a shit like I, like at, at a certain point it's like how much subtext am I really missing if it's like yeah. if it's massive plot stuff, then fine. But if it's like little bullshit that I don't really give a fuck about, then like I'm not going to sit there and read the show like most of the time I'm like sitting down. It's late at night. Like my attention is wandering, like you've said, or like I'm like semi paying attention to it unless I'm just like really engrossed in the show and I don't feel like fucking reading like
0: I, well, I, I am totally I, agree okay I mean, with that. I was sitting there. This is like how goofy I am. I'm like. I need to search the internet. What is the best way to watch Squid Game? Because I was sitting there like, should I take my purest approach? Because I've talked about this before. When I first fired up Ghost, it gives you an option like, how, how do yeah. you want this delivered? Subtitles, Japanese. I'm like, fuck you. It, it was in Japanese, all just like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the whole damn thing because that, that's the way to do it. And within, I think, 10 minutes, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. It's a video game. I'm just going to I'm just going to listen to them because yeah. that dub was perfect. They actually had a full on English dub where you can tell on Squid Game. It's like I don't I don't know if they they, they paid the English speakers or the, if they didn't give them the full script. But you can tell that there's like, oh, yeah, look at that. Cool. Noodles. <laughs> Good. It's like, yeah, it'd be like Nick and I trying to to dub a Korean show without knowing Korean. <laughs> that, that's kind of what the English dub sounded like to me on Squid Game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I may go back, like, and, and like, I may do episode two in, in the dub and see, like, if it bothers me too much. But, like, I just, like, the, the the show is, like, I could tell you right now that the dialogue in the show is not as important as, as probably what is happening in front of you in pictures. Like, yeah. when somebody's fucking head gets blown off, that's probably more important than the guy saying, like, look, my favorite color is purple. It's like, I
0: don't give a fuck my favorite color is purple. Okay. Like, all right. You know, I, I thought you were like a high society type. I didn't know. So yeah. I mean, like I watch like if I watch anime, I'll
1: watch it both dubbed and subbed depending on like the, the only thing that bothers me is if this if the dub sounds bad, like if it sounds awful, then yeah. I won't watch it. But if the dub sounds fine, then I'm, I'll watch the it dub.
0: It's weird. I mean, it's it's not perfect either way for us one language only types, I, I have to imagine. Like like Joe's saying in the chat, this is what I read. Um a Korean woman on TikTok's like, yeah, the, the subtitles are awful in terms of the translation. Like it's just not even close. It miss, misses a lot of uh subcontext, context in general. Uh, but yeah, I think i'm I think everyone's kind of convincing me, at least with Squid Game, it's probably not that important to Honor the 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 director's vision and how it was recorded, but with shit like Crouching Tiger, I don't know. I I feel like you got to watch that with the Mandarin and and read the subtitles. Stuff like that. I I, and it's like Nick, do you ever do you ever has this ever happened to you where you are watching a movie and it is subtitled, and after a while you almost start to kind of understand at least the tone. Of the foreign language and and what they're saying without necessarily reading every word. Yeah, yeah,
1: you get to that point with it. And that's how I was because like I've watched most of Attack on Titan, and like I'm actually like pretty far behind on it. But I watched all of that with Japanese and then subtitles and stuff. So it's uh like you you do just get used to like character intonation and like what people are like you know their yeah. their tone more than anything else, but. Yeah, it's it's weird. i may, like I said, I may try to do this like the uh second episode with like in Korean with the captions on and see if it bothers me too much, but you know, well like I'm not too worried about like missing things because I feel right. like this is like a show that the shit that's important that's going to happen happens in front of your face.
0: Yeah, I I think you you convinced me. So tonight when <laughs> I rewatch parts of episode 2 cuz episode 2 just got fucked left and right. I mean, I it was later in the night where I'm starting to do, you know, the old guy, the dad sleeping on the couch routine, where it's just like, get the fuck up and go to bed type of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but you still want to hang on till midnight or after. I don't know why. It's just how I am. It's like, oh, I got to get another game as go in or I got to watch a, another Chappelle show episode. But it's like, dude, you're just... Asleep, you're not. You're not watching <laughs> like shit. You're not even paying attention. To you're it. not watching shit. It's like I, I gotta rewatch the most recent episode of uh, the morning show. That's what the wife and I watch these days. Oh, Another yeah. great one on Apple TV. But episode four is like uh, she came in Sunday night. You know, I probably had two or three of my heavy IPAs, and I lay down, and she starts like scratching my head, and it's like, okay, see ya. There goes that episode. It's like I, <laughs> I saw the beginning, missed. 40 minutes and then saw the end so <laughs> doesn't quite i i i can't quite process the plot through osmosis that way yeah yeah all right so here's the deal everyone at least for those that, that pay attention and keep score today is the day where we're going to reveal the winner of our first ever star wars time show giveaway okay and we've decided to do it like the assholes on all of the, you know, talent shows out there, the AGTs, the American Idols, you name it, where throughout our show today, we're going to give reveals, all right? And the first one is going to be our, our top five. So we, we ended up getting, I think, 34, or 35 entries, which, hey, great. Good, good for all of you. You had a lot easier chance to win. I would hope if we do it again, we... we at least double that or maybe get to 100 but hey whatever we had enough to play so out of those 34 to 35 nick and i whittled the list down to five and then three and then one so right now just like nick cannon used to do it or these days terry cruz we're gonna reveal the top five of the swts giveaway contest all right so there's no order here these are just the five that made it from the cut the the initial subs of 34 all right hopefully i don't fuck this up and reveal everything at once but um up first we had a submission from looks like amber roads the Mary roads we travel all right and they made the top five. Just It was a good Star Wars story about family and Star Wars. So we we really appreciated that. Next in our top five is one of our buddies at Kingdom of Weird. Uh, Andy, I'll tell you what, I think Andy overall probably tackled this challenge the best with the most thought because he he contributed multiple submissions. And in each one gave us a nice little anecdote about Why the scene he shared is a reflection of a positive uh, feeling he has about Star Wars. So really liked Andy's thought process at Kingdom of Weird. So the next one in the top five is our buddy The underscore Imperial Grunt. Another one that kind of gave a, a good anecdote, but I would argue in this one we we probably got our most cinematic type of delivery. remember this it was nothing about toy photography or art in general. I mean, one of our top five was just a a mom and their their kid talking about how much they love Star Wars with their family. so uh, but Imperial Grunt just really cinematic looking shot while describing uh, why he loves Star Wars so. Uh, That's why they made it in. And then number four here. Again, there's no ranking here. But we went with CaptFicky underscore BBT. Uh, Another toy photographer, in this case, uh, got a kind of a little anecdote about the uh, first Star Wars film they watched. And we got a nice little scene between Maul and Jin. And then the last entry to make the top five which will be whittled down to the top three after a word from our sponsor is Burkhead Toys with a another fine toy photography scene and a good description of the why. Okay, so (claps) kudos to the top five. Uh, By the end of the show, yes, we will reveal the top one you know we're doing it like uh, all the other dickheads do with these things <laughs> dragging it out it's called the t's right we're, we're, we're keeping them on the line uh, so after we get done with the word from our sponsor later today we will reveal the top three and then going into the fan segment we will choose the winner for the first ever hashtag swts giveaway so thanks again to everyone that entered and congratulations to the top five you're still in the running Tell people to vote online. Call America's <laughs> call Got <in>. Talent. <laughs> yeah, call AGT and vote for your favorite. We All will right. not be opening a call line. That would, yeah,
1: <laughs> that no. would be disastrous if we ever did no, that. No, I mean...
0: Th- Thank you. Though it, you know, early on we were we were kind of feeling a little sorry for ourselves, but we we got there. We we had uh, I guess double our minimum, right, Nick? And yeah, and we yeah. got some good stuff. I mean, there was some there was some good art in there, but there was there was some even better just stories about just
1: story. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of you know, like we said, it wasn't an art contest. It wasn't like you had to to come up with an incredible piece of art. We 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 pay a lot of homage to artists on this podcast, so we wanted to make sure that everybody had an opportunity to be included in this particular. A uh, little giveaway that we were doing. So yep, yep,
0: yeah. All right, so let, let's go ahead and get into it, man. We got a lot of leaky stuff here. A lot of leaky stuff. I like it. burkheads in the in the chat. We got one eight hundred SWT shove. That's the <laughs> yeah. calling number. Hopefully, it doesn't line up with any real numbers or would we'll be like a, Squid Game. <laughs> did you see that? Like Netflix yeah, has had got to... like
1: three thousand calls <laughs> a day or something like that. It was oops, insane.
0: oops. <laughs> Okay, um, real quick before we get into leaky stuff, just quick PSA for those of you that might not own 50 copies of these games yet, but uh, Aspire just came out today and revealed that <laughs> there's now going to be a, a Jedi Knight bundle. And a Star Wars Racer and Republic Commando bundle for the Switch and the PS4. Uh, the bundles are clocking in at $30, so $15 a game. I don't even think it saves you anything, but for those of you no. that might have skipped out or have never played these before, you got bundles on PS4 or Switch for some old good games, but yeah. you know they they probably don't quite hold up to today's standards. Okay, so now the good stuff. Now... Yeah, we so go. we um, it's it, this is bound to happen, Nick. As we approach Star Wars properties, more and more stuff starts to leak out. Yeah. Uh, and before we get into this one, we got a, we got another uh, post from Star Wars Newsnet, and I just need to make a statement about the Star Wars Newsnet here, who took umbrage with a tweet I put out last week. I mean, what the hell do I know? I, I just expect no one looks at our shit outside of our diehard fans and I wasn't really trying to be an asshole I mean people that listen to this show you you know the type of frenzy I work myself up into on the SWTS I, I kind of take on the role of the the woe is me whiny jealous asshole right that's who I am I'm not afraid to admit it uh, I am envious of sites like SWNN and the others and sometimes I let that envy turn into to pettiness albeit under the guise of just fucking around so when i put up this post last week in the lead you know i say hey they dug up an exclusive and i pretty much continued the sentence with and even though they don't care or, or choose to cover our our leaks i still trust them i will go ahead and cover them and that 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 prose got into a tweet and like I said, lo and behold, out of nowhere, the, the official SWN Twitter replies, basically saying, why are you a fuckhead, Star Wars <laughs> Time Show? And I was like, well, let me introduce myself. I am the fuckhead. It's not the show itself, right? There's another man here. He's, he's not the fuckhead. It's me. And I let him know. I'm like, listen, we respect you. I went on in that line to say we respect you, but I can tell you, I come from a place of envy and sometimes i get a little pouty and in text i could see how a comment like oh hey they didn't cover our stuff but we're still covering theirs may come off as negative towards them where anyone that listens to me you know i'm just fucking around like i said i respect them i wish we did we had their following all that fun stuff so in my childish way with dealing with those emotions i poke all right i wouldn't necessarily say i said anything mean i just poke And I got called out. So here you go. This is what big boys do for their speech. They come out and they address it. And I have have addressed it with SWNN. I think it was Val from their team that I worked with directly. Um, But, hey, it's smoothed over. I, I don't think they will ever cover any of our stuff because of that tweet. And that's their choice. But there you go. Consequences in real life. But I'm still here. I owned up to it. Um, I I can't say that I'm going to be a better person or a better Star Wars fan content creator because I probably won't, but I will know where to pick and choose my little tiffs with other Star Wars sites. And and you know, that's probably not the best way to do it through pros because my wife and I have dealt with this. I'm sure Nick has had to deal with this. All of you probably, you've had a text chain going off (laughs) and you say something, you think it's innocent, but the other person doesn't quite get the tone because it is just text. And they're like, fuck you. And, and that's what <laughs> yeah, happens. So, Sorry, SWNN, if you're listening. I doubt you are, and I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't even listen to our show that often, outside when I'm mixing it, but there we go. Water under the bridge. Maybe one of the days if we get some good leaky stuff, they'll, they'll cover it. Because now I know how to properly... Get in touch with them because apparently they don't check Instagram DMs. All right. So there you go. So to the good stuff and enough with the BS, they had a pretty fantastical scene description for the Book of Boba. And this is one where I I do urge if you're someone, which I don't think people that listen to us are, but if you are someone that that likes to go in completely blind, you may want to tune out for a bit. Uh, But they got a scene description, and because they know real-ass painters, they they have the scene actually mocked up, which, you know, kind of adds a little meat to it. So, according to SWNN, in the book of Boba Fett, we're going to see an intensely wild scene, and it's going to feature Boba on the back of a Rancor. All right? So if you're on the live stream, I have uh, SWNN's uh, concept art pulled up, and this is based on how it was described, and then from their source, this is how their artists rendered it. And it looks fucking epic. It's it's exactly what you think it would look like, right, Nick? You have, you've got the boba in his Neo gear yep. on the back of a, an armor-clad Rancor riding it like a you know did not you used to be able to ride rancors in Force Unleashed or no
1: Yeah you can do that too in uh in Star Wars The Old Republic the uh, the uh online MMO they have okay. uh rank right. mounts so yeah
0: very similar <laughs> So envision that if you've seen that before but with with our man on the back and um they they go on to describe like it's not clear to them if Fett is taming the beast currently fighting it but we will see him riding on the back of a Rancor and eventually controlling it through the streets of Tatooine. But again, the the, the exact location wasn't made known to SWNN. Uh, the leak goes on to kind of describe the Rancor is going to be much lighter in color than Patisa from Return of the Jedi and Bad Batch. Uh, In fact, it's going to be almost pure sand color, and it's going to have the chest plate armor that you can see in the concept art, as well as some wrist guards. So Nick, like we like to do, and I'll kind of tee it off to you first. What do you think's happening here? Like, I, I think this is a legit scene. Is this Boba saving the day or making a ruckus?
1: I mean, it's definitely him making a ruckus like this is like if I weren't on this show, this is one of the things that I definitely would not want to see, like in a leak, because <laughs> it's just like it, it get like it sucks it's a big because, like when this when this happens, like it's just it's the same thing that happened like when you read all of the shit for for Rise of Skywalker, where like you basically like go into it and you're like, well, it happened like they said it did. But I mean like in terms of what I think it's going to be like there's I don't think that you walk in on a rancor uh trying to trying to be a hero really I think that either he has commandeered this rancor like this was somebody else's rancor that he just like took control of got on the back and is starting to like direct somehow or um there was the new Rancor that was stashed at the bottom of Jabba's palace that, that's now his and that he's using to to cause some mayhem, if I right. had to take a guess.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting because we, we still don't quite know who Boba Fett is. We don't. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we know he was a shithead during the original trilogy, and he, I think he he's said it himself. Remember, the, the you know, the Dune Sea has a—I forget the exact line, but the Dune Sea has a curious way with the wretched— Him and Fennec. Uh, And we saw what he did for Din. I mean, he, if anything, Boba lives by a fucking code. That is made evident uh, tenfold in the War of the Bounty Hunters series. I mean, the dude could have fucking killed Chewbacca easily and probably wiped out Landon Leia. But he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I, I could care less. I'm here for a job and I live by my code. So we don't know. Who he really is, or what he's going to try to be in the book of Boba Fett—is he going to go the warlord? Is he going to go kind of the uh, the reluctant savior type, kind of how Din started out? So I'm thinking—I don't know. It's tough, man. Because yeah, if he's a if if he's Boba and he's trying to make a point with old buddies and and factions. There's no better way to make a point than to whip out a fucking rancor hanging out in the garage of his new castle. Yeah, I don't but think if, that if he's, he's angling, be. if he's angling to be like this somewhat benevolent keeper of Tatooine, you know, maybe he, maybe he wants to kind of make amends for his previous life. Maybe he <laughs> is some other asshole. Let it out, and he's coming in to be the hero of the day to tame it and not allow utter destruction to take place
1: yeah i so i think that the the days of like boba fett following like the bounty hunters code are are gone like i i don't think that we're gonna get somebody who's who's you know benevolent for you know kind of like what you were saying i think that he is just gonna go like the way he took that palace by force and he just sat upon that throne did not look like hey I'm taking this over to be a good, (laughs) to
0: be a good guy. That's that's Um, a good point.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, in my opinion, like he's, he's like trying to assert his dominance over the, you know, the factions that be on Tatooine and what better way to do that and be like, bitch, I I have a (laughs) rancor and what are you going to do about it? Like the only person that I know that's killed one of these was the Jedi. You you know, what's your shot? Like, what what are you going to do? Um, So I kind of go more towards like he really is trying to like, you know, he's going to go to a lot of these upstart little factions that have popped up around Tatooine since Jabba's death and be like, hey, uh, you know, there's a tax to pay and I'm the tax man now. So uh, get your finances in order and uh, get ready to bend the knee again because there's a new warlord in town. All right.
0: Okay. Uh, So, So Nick's going bad Boba. I don't know. I. For someone that hated the character or I, I didn't hate him. I just, I mean, come on. I've got like fucking 85 Boba Fett figures here. I actually have more Boba Fett 1-6 scale than any other character in Star Wars. So let's be real. I, hate is a strong word. I, I didn't respect him. How's that? I didn't yes. respect him. Um, I don't know, man. It's a, it's, it's, he's such a mind fuck of a character because he is a cocksucker, but he's not. He's very honor bound, surprisingly. Um, yeah, it's just what is his honor bound to? Right to your <laughs> point, a, if it is question. like, hey, I'm back, I want my respect back. Then sure, he's he's knocking heads and buildings over with this this little lady here. If it is a female rancor, which uh, not maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I don't know. I, and and I'm with you. This sometimes these are hard to stomach. As much as I like learn this stuff, because it gives us stuff to speculate on. To me, if this goes down, this would be like if we got the whole um, crate Dragon scene spoiled in the Mando season two before it came out. Yeah, you know I, mean? Th-
1: I mean, that's that's the only thing, too, is like this is a very leak-heavy episode for for those of you listening. I mean, the, the, the next one, the next piece we have is a leak, too, and it's like this would have been so fucking cool to see. Like, I don't know how the, the, the intro to this scene is going to happen, but if, like, you're in a fucking town, like, if you're, say, right. like, you know in, in in a town or you're like in some sort of like facility where all of these you know these gangsters are hanging out and he, and he just busts through the wall with a fucking rancor like that yeah we're gonna be like a really exactly fucking, uh, yeah exactly. awesome moment to be like so, what the hell hey. like you know that it, but you know i guess that's the that's the tax you pay
0: that's the life uh, we live man that's that's the uh what is it that that is the creed we have signed Indeed. Uh, I, Indeed, although I will never fucking do what we did with Rise of Skywalker, like, yeah, no, if, if like, it ever like, gets like, to like the a, point like that, like, a, you know, a, a scene leak that doesn't have all details confirmed, okay, I can handle this. And I know, you know, the concept art rendering just yeah, it helps help sell it a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, if you really read it, it's a lot of. We know this at least is happening. We don't know where. We don't know why. So there is still a little ambiguity around this. But never will I fucking do a a script dive again like we did with Tross. That was yeah. If that ever one of the worst again. experiences of my life as a Star Wars fan. It was awful. Yeah. Hated, if that ever happens
1: again, <laughs> you guys can go read it by
0: yourself and.
1: You know, never do that. Left- never, yeah, we'll ever never do not a
0: show. Again. It, 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 and it's probably for you younger ones, because I, I remember how I was with the prequels. Like I, I was salivating for information. It was a different era, too. We didn't have the Internet we have these days. Um, but I I was always like, I, I need to know what's going to happen. I got to know. I got to know. I got to know. Is it going to satisfy what's in my head for these movies? But after doing it with Tross, and it, it did line up, it, it's awful. It is fucking terrible. Yeah. It There's robs you of, of about... any joy. of any... Yeah. And I actually think, Nick, I, I, I have, I don't want to say hate for that movie, but I think it's probably my least favorite because any of the wow shit, I ruined for myself. Like, there was yeah. nothing joyous to experience for me and trust because i knew every big beat every fucking big beat to the lines i mean it was it was a copy and paste script dump essentially yeah i mean that is
1: exactly what happens when john boyega leaves his script under a hotel room bed (laughs) and then somebody just sells it on ebay so um yeah i mean Luckily for me, like I did the first act with you, but then the like when you did the rest of them, I wasn't around for the podcast. I was I was away on vacation, so I didn't get the whole deal. But like even even like the limited part that I did, like knowing that the scene with like Chewie and everything that happened between Chewie and Ray, I was like, man, this would have been really fucking cool to see to really think that Chewie gets nuked here. But then I knew I was like, well, he's alive. So this whole you you lose all of
0: the impact. Yeah, it's awful awful don't do it even for this fake science fiction stuff it is not worth it trust me as much as your brain is telling you like we need to know we need to know we need to know your heart is telling you the right thing when it says fuckhead have yeah, some do. more patience and just yeah. wait until it's in theaters okay don't do it i'm, I'm all about speculating because you know a lot of times as much as i get on here and gloat about my excellent record and speculation hits it's terrible. I'm probably batting like a 200 or or like a 150 <laughs> or maybe even sub that. Let's be real. Uh, so most of the shit we say never even adds up. That's okay, but direct script drops no way. No way. Never again. I'll gouge my yeah. eyes out before I do that. All right. So anyways, if this happens, which it's going to happen. Uh we just ruined it for you. So there you go. Welcome to the Star Wars time show. <laughs> <laughs> But I, know, tones had already seen it. I trust me. There, there's people in here that are just as antsy as oh, me. Oh no, and they, yeah, they're, they're they, can't uh, they can't help they're, they're themselves. They can't help themselves either. There are
1: leak freaks out there for sure. Uh, I am not one of them. <laughs> I <laughs> I do this out of duty, right. <laughs> out of because really, yeah, there's he, if they, if we wouldn't be talking about this, there's nothing to talk about we would have been talking about some books and that was probably about
0: it <laughs> yeah that's it and, and like you know foundation and stuff like that so yeah uh all right so uh more leaky stuff again if you are someone that doesn't want to hear speculations or potential leak hits you might want to skip out on this but this is uh new details on the rematch between obi-wan and vader in the kenobi series so last week we did our big leak on it and i'll kind of go into a little behind the scenes on this so this this comes from making star wars all right this report here and when i saw this last week i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna contact jason and and just run him run him our link see what he says fully expecting to be ignored like i usually am okay again this is where some of the stuff plays into where i got myself in trouble with swnn i just i figure no one gives a fuck because it's the proof is in the pudding, as they say. But he replied. He's like, you know what? Shit, I wish I had this before I put out the report Nick and I are, are just about to give you. Because he's like, this would have helped me kind of flesh out some other things that I've been told, but I'm not confident enough yet to go through it. So that actually led to him inviting me onto the Making Star Wars show last Thursday. And I actually had time to get on. I got on and, and, and talked with him and, and some of his co-hosts. And you know we had a we I, I, I had I had a good time. I mean I, I don't want to get into why making Star Wars has kind of been canceled by some fans. Whatever, that's I'm not going to get into that. In terms of just talking Star Wars, they're a good group of guys to just sit there and bullshit like Nick and I do. I mean it felt like I was home. I just didn't have to play leader, which was nice uh, to finally just kind of sit here and and say my piece, but then have other people chime in and someone kind of drive the ship. Uh, but as we go through this leak, I, I hopefully will remember some of the speculation we came up with over there. Because I think we hit on some, some very possible scenes that may play out towards the end of Kenobi in regards to the updates that MSW gave us on the rematch. So, Nick, what we're getting at here, what, what Jason had over at MSW, he was specifically focusing on the f- the final battle between kenobi and vader because uh, we are the ones that kind of broke that no they're, they're actually it's going to follow more of a a maul qui-gon jin kenobi type of cadence in tpm than just a big battle and that's it they're, they're going to have little interactions that build the tension up to this big rematch so that's where a lot of msw's details came in for but there's a lot of stuff in here that could take nick and i down some new tangents so up first nick i call this the mcguffin moment and it possibly plays into some of the other leaks we've heard but have treated them as wild rumors just based on the source so anyways uh, according to msw it sounds like the mcguffin And and ultimately, the rematches between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader are all going to stem from a mission Kenobi is sent on early on to save a prisoner who is, in quotes, coming from MSW, important to the cause. This prisoner is being held by an Inquisitor, played by Moses Ingram, who we have speculated is playing an Inquisitor based on her social media posts. And it sounds like Kenobi will be successful in his mission, which is going to be what spurs Darth Vader into action. All right? So, Nick, I don't know if you remember a report we did a few weeks ago, uh, but we we were told that this potential person important to the cause could indeed be a young Princess Leia or maybe the uh, someone from the Organa family. Mm-hmm. but coming from MSW and his sources which like i said say what you will about MSW the dude has a direct connection to Lucasfilm all right i mean there there's there's no is it really nothing you can say about that um but this person that Kenobi is sent to save the macguffin if you will is in quotes important to the cause what is the cause is it the rebellion is it the the, the last remnants of the republic is it you know Obi-Wan's beard fan club, who knows. <laughs> but as Nick has been saying all along, feeling that Kenobi will be pulled off planet, it's it's happening. We just don't quite know who this prisoner is important to the cause. So what do you think? Do you think it is going to be uh, a Leia or an Organa or someone in the Rebel Alliance that would warrant a Kenobi? And if it is a prisoner, Nick, just to set the stage for you. Mm-hmm. If it's a prisoner being held by an inquisitor, they're probably not just a run of a mill rebel yeah. asset, right?
1: Yeah, I mean the problem with it being Leia is twofold. One, nobody knows who she is, so there'd be no reason to kidnap her unless you're like trying to hold something over Bail Organa's head. Like so like nobody knows she's a Skywalker I, and she's 7. Like she's a literal child. Like well that would be 10. The twins are yeah, ten. 10. Yeah, so like at this, like, what's the purpose? Like, it would make more sense if she was like sixteen and she was like, you know, a big like already a part of like you know the the Senate and stuff like that. Because we know that she started her her like political and you know career and like in the rebellion very young. But like for a ten year old, the only reason that you would ever kidnap a ten year old is for if if it was something with her parents, right? Um, it and like I said, nobody knows. Nobody knew she was a Skywalker until the end of the fucking. Okay, the, so the sixth movie <laughs> you so. hit my
0: first point you hit my first point there um it, which which ties into and I, I can't believe i didn't realize this last week or none of us realized this when i was on msw show but if you have an inquisitor holding a prisoner it, it, it's it's not going to be it, it, it's going to be a force user of some sort right it has to yeah be. like the,
1: like the, it has the, to the, the be inquisitors of did great great not importance the, and inquisitors
0: at least from what we've been delivered in games and cartoons, they were solely Vader's lieutenants to track down Jedi and force yeah. anomalies. That's it. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, I mean, for, for this, I mean, you have another force sensitive character that's in the show. So it potentially, it could be a character that we don't even know about. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a Jedi that was out there, but I don't know if there would ever be a reason to kidnap a Jedi and not just straight kill them. If you were an inquisitor, well, um, Tones keeps every,
0: thrown in Saul. What what do you
1: think on saw? I mean, it's possible that it's saw again, like, y- like you have to think of like, what is the benefit to the, to the empire of holding this person? Um, And like that's that's the big question to me is like it has to be somebody of political importance enough to where they don't just kill them Uh, like any Jedi would just be immediately killed they would not be captured Um, so I don't think it's a Jedi um, unless there's for some circumstance I didn't kill him so it has to be like a political prisoner of some of some degree like maybe it is bail organa like bail organa would make a lot of sense because it's 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 you don't gain anything from killing him because he d- he doesn't really do all that much in terms of like the the machinations of the rebellion at that time but he is a very influential political figure right. that ah, would take somebody like kenobi out of hiding like if bail organa is captured and in the in the uh hands of the empire then you want kenobi on it um
0: i guess i just just feels out of place for this i keep going back to unless they're going to establish it in the kenobi series the inquisitors were not used as henchmen like other imperials they were specifically reserved to fuck with and destroy and root out jedi yeah so i mean brando here in the chat he's throwing out Quinlan voss who we know him and Kenobi, they had interaction in the Clone Wars. That they, they're kind of like oil and water, but they definitely end up working well together. I'm pretty sure Quinlan Vos dies in one of the books, okay. so it's not him. Um, in one yeah, of I don't the new canon books, it's interesting. Like I said, I mean, it, and we've gotten ourselves in trouble, kind of. Putting up constructs in our head before, like oh, they'll never bring Luke Skywalker into Mandalorian, so we just write it off and we we don't spend time on it. But it is weird to think, like, why would Vader be sending his his hench people after just run of the mill rebels or shitheads? Yeah, it, it seems like if this prisoner's being held by Moses's Inquisitor, and let's be real, Kenobi's probably gonna show up and fucking waste Moses early on and and win which is going to get Vader's attention. I don't know. Like I said, it's some interesting shit to, to kind of groove on here. Yeah. Uh, just, just knowing that, yeah, as Nick has been saying all along, Kenobi is going to have to leave planet and he's leaving planet for a key person, which with the Leia report, we thought, and I, I still think Leia's is going to be in the series, but I, I'm with Nick. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Leia's is the prisoner. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's gotta be someone that, that had ties to the force, Dare I say? I mean, could it be fucking Grogu? I mean,
1: mm, I don't know. He's he's, like, he's fair
0: game for this. Yeah, I, I guess he could be,
1: but like, yeah, I mean, I guess I, there's no reason to say that he wouldn't be. Um, but then you like, you know, you get to a point to where like, you know, what what essentially you would have to have a chain of custody between like Kenobi saving him and then whatever happens to where he gets captured from Mando. Right. But I guess yeah. you could just pass that on. Yeah, I mean, to me, like the the Inquisitor angle, I, I see. I definitely see where you're coming at from. Well, it, Tones has a
0: point. I don't know if you saw what Tone said. And I'll 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 kind of bite on this, but if it is a non-force user, you could technically be using an Inquisitor to do some sort of yeah. you know some of that mind ex- extraction interrogations. Stuff or, for yeah, sure. like they're, they're they're the torturer, which they'd obviously be more effective than just. Uh, the, the old torture yeah. bot i mean they could fuck yeah. with you with the force which could help
1: yeah i mean there's it's a very strong possibility too that we don't even know who this character is like right i don't want to stick too much on like it's got to be somebody that we know because it very well may be a character that we're introduced to that that does you know that is proven to have extreme importance to the rebellion cause like i don't i don't think that even at this point, I don't even think that they would consider Leia strong, like strongly important to the rebellions cause because she's a 10 year old kid. Like right. literally nobody knows she's a Skywalker other than bail, Obi and Yoda. So like, it's not like if she gets captured that, you know, everybody in the rebellions, like, Holy fuck, we got to, this is a uh, code black. Like th- we got to go all out on this. Like, I feel like it's it might be somebody that we don't know which which would be um,
0: great. I mean I'm I'm all about new yeah. characters. We're actually going to talk about a new one coming in. We've talked about uh, yeah. Kamal's character before, but now he's offered up some more insights. So I I don't know. I mean it it can go a lot of ways. I mean if it was Lay it could be leverage on Bail, if it's Bail, I mean That could really set the bond between him and Kenobi and why that line gets referenced in A New Hope as well Mm -hmm. as in Rogue One. I mean, let's be real. They knew each other during the prequels, but it's not like they were the best of trusted friends. Uh, Not to the point where Bale or, or, or Leia would know to say, hey, my father trusted you, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they've had no interaction yeah soka would be awesome i no way i don't think they're gonna let her steal yeah. any kenobi show thunder or, or hayden's thunder but sure oh, yeah
1: and again like for some i saw somebody say like you know ezra bridger's parents and stuff like that it's just then you start getting into like i mean too, again too this detailed a, too minutiae yeah. like
0: we, we yeah. sometimes we all forget those of us that do podcasts or listen to them that there's most people in this world are not like us they don't yeah. know the ins and outs. And and I do agree with Nick, like on these shows, while they have rolled out some stuff from animation, it's like boom in your face, not nuanced, like, oh yeah, these yeah, are like
1: super small stuff.
0: Right. It's almost more
1: beneficial to the story if it is somebody new. Like I would I, I almost prefer to to not be somebody that we know. Because if it's somebody that we know, then it's like, okay, well, they got saw, so whatever. We know that we know the whole story. I mean, dude, if wh- it's when we somebody get to new, it.
0: When we get to it, it could very well be Kamal's character. It could. Like it could a, be. I yeah. Mean, it could. Once be. we parse out some of the quotes he dropped to Rolling Stone, who knows? But either way, I think we we have our MacGuffin moment in confirmation yeah. that yes, Mister Hello there is is definitely leaving planet, and this first interaction with the Empire is what is going to kind of catch Vader's attention to like oh shit this this cocksucker's out and about and he's messing with my Inquisitors and ultimately messing with. Uh, our plans all right so in terms of the final rematch itself and again this this is the final battle between Kenobi and Vader and, and on MSW we're guessing this very well could be the final episode because we're like you know this this is again just a breakdown of a what was to be a film and they've said over and over they're, they're this is it there's a good chance they use every episode up until the end to deliver the final rematch where if this was a recurring series nick we'd probably get all the big blah stuff like penultimate type of episode with the fine with the finale being used to kind of set up the next season kind of like bad batch did but anyways here we go so So based on our leak, we've established that these two are going to clash throughout the series, but there is going to be one big final rematch, and this is what MSW kind of fleshed out, and and he described it as Obi-Wan is going to be in peak form, and definitely more skilled than Vader at this point in the saga, and I want to come back to this, Nick, based on some stuff we talked about last week with MSW, so hopefully I remember, but... We were kind of spitballing, like, how does Kenobi in this go from being peak to the guy that shows up on the Death Star and Vader instantly knows that his powers have faded? All right, so we've got some thoughts there. Anyways. So in the lead up to the final duel, we will see Vader on Mustafar leaving with urgency in what sounds like a version of his tie advanced. All right. So he's going to essentially be getting up and running out to his tie because he's like, all right, I I know where Kenobi's going. I can finally let's kind of put this to bed. And MSW is running with, he believes this duel is going to take place on Jeddah or obviously Tatooine, but I kind of like the Jeddah angle. And potentially Kenobi having to be there because of its force sensitivity and all the crystals and yada. yada it's not yada, going to take
1: place on Tatooine, right? Like okay. there's there's no fucking possible way. Yeah. Because if so, like because if that's the case, not only did Vader forget about seeing seeing Kenobi, he also forgot completely that
0: Kenobi was on Tatooine. <laughs> like, yeah, like the, be, the, the the duels in the, their backyard, and he forgets eight years later that that's yeah. Kenobi's it's hovel like it's there. it's.
1: Yeah, it's like two it's you're already kind of skirting the edge with this, like where you're already kind of like playing with timelines a little bit. If you're literally on the planet where the dude's fucking house is, then like you're really kinda off the wall. So
0: I I I was kind of leaning towards Jeddah too, just because of the connection to the force and the Jedi's and all that shit. But I think some of the, the, the set was described as having rocks strewn throughout and rock walls, this, that, and the other thing. And yes, Tatooine has that too, but I think Nick makes a good point. So fuck it. We'll speculate this is going to happen on Jeddah here on the SWTS. So once they do meet for this battle, Kenobi is going to be sporting his old white robes, which are naturally going to be, you know, weathered and worn down a bit. And Vader is more than likely going to be in his Rogue One armor. All right. Because I know people get excited about costumes. But here's here's I, I, I love this part apparently as soon as they face off kenobi instantly knows who is in the suit and force pushes vader upwards of 50 feet into a rock wall like a force hadouken is how it was described to me like as soon as he sees this cocksucker he's just like and just fucking throws him into a rock wall all right vader crashes down and, and Jason was describing as it was described to him. And he feels like after that kind of initial ass kick, this is where Anakin really starts to tap into the next level of hate and power. And um, he gets up methodically and mechanically and starts lumbering towards Obi-Wan for his own chance at revenge. Um, all right. And, and that's kind of the that's where the summary of the of the fight uh, kind of finishes but also according to msw hayden is not in the suits for this particular fight and it took two weeks to film so this could very well be the epic shit that our source told us and yeah if we yeah if we see the dark lord of sith getting thrown around like a rag doll that's something we've never seen outside of in comics from the emperor himself uh, so I, that's going to be a pretty fucking awesome spectacle to see former master against apprentice. And the first thing, it's not even a hello there. It's just a poo yah mm-hmm. He fucking <laughs> throws them, throws them across the desert up into a mountain. And, and then they kind of get the the battle on. Yeah. All right. I mean, so it's, Nick,
1: it sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good.
0: And I, I, I was after learning what I learned from MSW, I started asking questions and I'm like, well, jason do you feel that kenobi this is the first time where he 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 finally you know kind of comes to terms like yes this is anakin or do you feel in their many encounters that he may start to know so wh- what do you think do you think this do you think it, the, the force push is a result of of ben or kenobi finally coming to terms with the fact that oh shit this is my creation. This is what I let that lump of flesh become because I didn't finish the job. I thought he was dead. And he's, he's super committed to taking him out? Or do you think he kind of has an idea throughout Kenobi? And then once I they get that- to the final battle, he's like, you know what, motherfucker? Let's go. I
1: think it's like a thing of denial, just like before, where, you know, Obi probably could tell that Anakin was teetering on the dark side even towards the end of episode three, that's why you had some of the conversations that you had. You know, he obviously saw it throughout the, the, uh, the previous movie too, attack of the clone. So I think it's going to be like, he knows, like, of course he knows, like he knows, but it's just a denial thing. And then finally he come, you know, eventually in this battle, he'll come to the point where the denial is gone and he knows what he's got to do. And, you know it's like because
0: i i kind of was like to to them and i'll go to you but these dudes know each other inside and out i mean for christ's sakes in a new hope before we even learned all the different ways the force works vader sniffs out kenobi from the hangar he's like i haven't felt this presence since he's like i smell an old crotchety jedi asshole you know so vader could fucking sense his former master just being on the same structure which was a small moon okay yes so i was like well i i I feel like and i i think i don't know if you remember how ahsoka finally came to terms with it in rebels but i could see it being similar to that where anytime they're in the same space or touching the same force waves ahsoka could tell like there's something familiar yeah. About this character, this this dude wiping down Phoenix Squadron. There's something familiar. Even when they battle, she can start to tell. And it's not till, you know, finally, I think she's like, you know what? I've known this all along. Mm-hmm. I need I to definitely. just kind of rip the scab off. And, and that's when she slices his mask. And yes, it, it is fully revealed. Finally, like, yeah, that is him. You were right. So do you think that's kind of how Obi-Wan's yeah, going to handle it? I do. And...
1: I don't know if there, if you're going to get any sort of inclination as to how much Kenobi knows of Darth Vader before uh, the show starts. Like, has he seen on, like, Hollow News reports that Darth Vader is, you know, this new force in the galaxy or whatever? Or is there literally going to be, like, a first confrontation where, like, oh, this yeah. is... Like he finally, like he is finally introduced to to Darth Vader for the first time. Well, So it it really depends on like what his level of knowledge is of Vader
0: prior to their first encounter. Yeah, you would, I mean, you would think he's not fully off the grid, especially if we go with this is fact that he's going to be getting called off planet to save an important person. So you would think that he is full aware of this Sith Lord who is running the Empire with Palpatine. And that there are inquisitors. You just, you would have to think Obi-Wan is not an ostrich and has buried his head yeah, in the sand since he delivered baby Luke. But I do, I think it's, it, it, it's, I mean, honestly, I think it's just part of the Jedi hubris where they don't want to believe that one of their own could have become this. Exactly, Especially one yeah. that he had direct influence on. Yeah. I mean, think about that. It, think about how shitty Kenobi has to feel at this point in his life. It, He's probably, like Nick said, he threw on the hollow. He was watching Sports Center to check out the latest fucking droid football score. And he gets a report that, you know, this this imposing Dark Lore of the Sith just wiped out another battalion of of uh, you know rebel detractors or re- Republic supporters way back when. He he's gonna know. I mean, he's gonna have an idea, like, uh-oh. I'm I'm directly responsible for this, just like Luke was in TLJ, you know, the, the woe is me, Luke, like it's my fucking fault that this dickhead kid is now going out and fucking up the galaxy again. And I I believe old Ben Kenobi probably feels the same way, although with a little more hubris because he was brought up in the, you know, the, the Jedi school of hubris where they do no wrong. They, anything they say is right. You know, I mean, they, they can't fail essentially. Yeah, um, it, it's going to be
1: interesting because I do think that he's got an inclination. If he knows of Vader, he probably in the back of his head just like deny, deny, deny. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's Anakin, but it can't be. And then finally, I mean, like, yeah, that last confrontation is just going to be like him accepting the the monster that he created, essentially. And then from there, you you essentially have nine years for him to be able to build that point of view story that he sells to Luke in
0: episode four. Okay. Okay. So that's good. Thank you. That's the prompt I needed there. So I, I, and this again, MSW apparently couldn't reveal the, the, the full line. They will not tell him the full quote, but um, I was told during this rematch, Kenobi is going to break out the P word. He is going to throw out, throw out a quote on Padme. And as Nick and I have speculated, I also think through this battle and their interactions and, and kind of building up to this, that Kenobi is going to make a pitch similar to Luke tries to do in Jedi. And I do think he will make a pitch that is going to make that scene in Jedi have that much more feeling to it. Obi-Wan once thought as you did. very, And he says it very depressingly. Like, that's like peak depressed vader where he knows he has fucked up but he's yeah. so addicted to the dark side crack and the abuse of his emperor that he can't even oblige his son's request but i do think that line is going to get paid off in this rematch and it yeah. probably will tie into padme because remember who is the one that told obi-wan there is still good in him first yeah Padme dying her last words is they're still good in him like she that even knew literally that may be the line <laughs> that yeah I know he, he may
1: just straight up quote it and be like you know what Padme told me before yes. she died
0: <laughs> like just, I, Nick I don't think you're wrong that's the same thing yeah. I said like when I on MSW I'm like listen guys what did she tell Obi-Wan herself she planted the seed she was the first one Luke's mom knew before anyone that that this crazy motherfucker that tried to save her life, and, you know, let's let's be real, he had a boner for power, can can be redeemed. So, I 100% think Kenobi is going to take a stab at it during this big rematch, throwing out the P-bomb to snap Vader out of his rage. And, and any of us that have read the comics, or any of you that listened to my stupid recaps of the Vader comics, we know full well Padme is someone that can get him to think clearly. Yeah. Okay? He can almost snap back into somewhat Anakin when he is thinking about his lover and wife. Um, So the other thing I wanted to touch on, and this is pure speculation based on a run in MSW had, and I want to see where you kind of take it, but this guy must live around these sets or just hangs out by him because I guess one day, and it's up on his Twitter, he literally... Drove, I mean, Ewan was in in his car right by him, waving like, hey, what are you doing? But uh, someone else that he ran into, uh, wherever this this set traffic happens, Nick, is Frank Oz. Okay? Mm, Yeah. If you know who Frank Oz is, not only does he help direct sometimes, but he's also the voice of Yoda. All right? So... Think of it this way: we, we've we've heard scenes being described like you know Dagobah could come into play, or you know this this moody type of swampy location, pull shoots, all this fun stuff. We've also know that at some point Obi Wan needs to learn how to become one with the Force, and and ultimately from A New Hope and the original trilogies, we learned that Obi Wan chooses to die because he knows as a ghost he is a better help through the force to luke than being in the flesh and blood yeah so nick a few things for you here considering he's being described as peak pimp in the kenobi series only eight years before a new hope do you feel after this exchange and the realization that shit that really is my fuck up that is destroying the galaxy. I need to figure something out. I I need to change my thought process on this Skywalker kid. No longer am I going to get training him early on. No longer am am, am I going to approach any of the force stuff like I did with his father. I need to work on myself. I need to get a stronger connection to the force less so in my physical powers, more so to my my mental abilities. So do you think that after this rematch, and the, the fact that he knows that he fucked up the galaxy and now he needs to try and fix it, does he, potentially through the advice of Yoda, essentially change his method of preparation to get Luke ready for his ultimate test which is to take out his father in 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 being that he no longer is practicing in like the physical force to make sure he's in peak condition but kind of taking more of a buddhist approach figuring out how to be reborn through the force all that fun stuff and that's why when he shows up on the death star vader's all like oh shit man your powers are weak as fuck because you know again eight years prior he kicks his ass yeah. Eight years passing for a Jedi, I mean, he shouldn't become a frail piece of shit. So do you, I mean, do we think that Kenobi is fundamentally shifting how he is training in the Force, how he may have wanted to train Luke to become the more old, wiser old Ben and taking the path of becoming a ghost versus training Luke traditionally like he did Anakin?
1: I mean, there's definitely... Like once the full realization is there that that's Vader, then there's definitely a mind shift change or a mindset change. I mean, the real question is, if Luke doesn't walk up to that hovel by fucking accident or like walk into that canyon and get fucking wrecked by the the sand people, does he even train him at all? Like this motherfucker was on death's doorstep when we, we, <laughs> we see him in episode four and he never had any interactions with Luke at all. So it's are all we by just design. supposed to- Yeah, like are we just supposed to believe that that like oh yeah he was supposed to come to this canyon or was what like when well obi-wan when when luke turns 20 then he's like okay well i'll go get him now like i don't think that Luke Luke was ever gonna you definitely
0: you have a great point based on how it's delivered but we could also make the case the reason obi-wan shows up there is because he's been shadowing luke his whole life and anytime luke goes and does something goofy obi-wan is a few crate dragon screams away you know what i mean so No, oh,
1: yeah he's definitely been keeping an eye on him but if there was I, I feel like if there was an actual desire to train this kid to like hey guess what your guess what your destiny is your destiny is to become this great jedi there probably would have been a, at least a
0: little bit more effort put no, forward well, before <laughs> you're, you're kind of catching on to what i'm saying What if that was his initial plan until all this stuff happens with Vader and Kenobi, where he's like, you know what, I need to to pump the brakes on this shit because I I trained this dude's dad when he was 10 years old and look what the fuck happened. Maybe it's better to not do it the old Jedi way, to kind of take a step back, let Luke become a person, form relationships, a whole different approach to training a Jedi, and then I'm going to come in as a more wise master that isn't so focused on lightsaber this force push that, but more on the kind of like the, the, the mystical side of the force. Cause that's what he becomes. He becomes yeah. his Jesus. Like he's literally in his head telling him what to do, giving mm-hmm. him guidance, use the force. Luke, let go yeah. of your feelings. You know, he's, he, he knew by dying, he could be with Luke, Twenty-four-seven. Where if he stayed in the physical form and it was just an ass-kicking Kenobi guy, he wasn't going to serve Luke the way Luke needed to be served. That I don't know. Just throwing out some. Yeah, thoughts. no,
1: it, it definitely makes sense that he would kind of change his approach as to why his like his powers have degraded overall. I mean. We also had to keep him like I don't like. Do we have like an age for Kenobi in in Episode Four? Like how old he was supposed to be? Like he was supposed to be what
0: in his sixties, 60s, right? Sixty something. Who I, fuck I don't knows, know man? We were, like I don't
1: it, know. It, if it we were, gets
0: really weird because of you know obviously the different actors, but yeah, if we just go off of visuals, it, Kenobi is going to age fifty years from the Kenobi series to A New Hope in eight years. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, so <laughs> he
1: was so so. If you're if you're going by Guinness's age, Guinness was. Guinness died in 2000 and he was 86 years old. So if you walk that back.
0: You're going to have to do this math. This is the yeah, I mean, for me.
1: He's, he's in his 60s. So, I mean, if you go 2000 minus, minus 1977, so that's 23 years difference. So he was, yeah, he was 60. Let's see. He was 63 years old. So. If you just think about humans, like male humans, so he go, he's 50, then we're supposed to believe if he's Alec or age, he's like 56 in this show or something like that, somewhere around there, 53. The, the age, like how age affects your body from your mid-50s to your mid-60s is big-time degradation. Well, real like, li- again, that's, yeah.
0: ta- that's real life. I mean, we're also talking he is about a, space but, wizards here. But
1: he's a human. But he's like human beings still have the same expected lifespan in Star Wars as they do in the real world. Like we know that just from, just based off of characters and, and, and their natural lifespans, and it's also like listed in in like some of the documentation, like wiki shit. So like he's just getting old. Like his body is, is failing, and also he lives in a fucking desert. So yeah, right. he, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the the same sustenance that he would have if he was living and training at the Jedi Temple and stuff like that and he's old like i mean i know that your dad's probably up in age two my dad's in his 60s as well and i can i can remember my dad 10 years ago and it's a it's a monumental difference in just in terms of your physical right. ability
0: and i think that well, that's it, it could a be lot something what like what luke does too i mean he could choose after seeing his failings up close and personal to disconnect a bit right To to disconnect from the Force, to not practice it, to not try to learn new things. I I don't know. I just, I have a strong feeling that, and this could be like the final moments of the Kenobi series, in in my head. Either he goes to Dagobah after this rematch and is like, dude, Yoda, we're fucked. Like, I'm sure you felt it. You know, I know you don't get TV here on Dagobah, but I'm sure you (laughs) felt it. Uh, I can confirm it. That guy is Anakin. Yeah, we probably sh- I probably should have stabbed him in the head instead of yeah. just walking away <laughs> thinking he'd die. Um, Push him into I, I well. need some help. And, you know, maybe Yoda's like, well, hey, listen, you need to start focusing on this and you hear Liam Neeson's voice. And, you know, that's kind of like, or maybe the end is it, we're back on Tatooine and he's in a, a cross-legged position and we hear Liam's voice like, Obi-Wan. And they kind of leave us with the, the the idea that he is shifting from warrior Jedi mode to more wise master mode and, and learning the the deeper intricacies of the force and how to become one with it once his, you know, corporeal form uh, disappears. So, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean,
1: he, he definitely focuses more on the mystical side of things after this, for sure.
0: Like, without a doubt. Like I said, I, I'm... I'm so pumped for Kenobi, man. I know that's our question of the week. Like, there's my answer. Kenobi over Book of Boba Fett. Like, it's... I don't want to say it's not even close because I'm a, I'm a dork and I'm super excited for all this shit. I mean, I'm excited for November twelfth when we're supposed to get, like, a Boba Fett jerk-off special. You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> that's who I am. But just as these layers are getting peeled off, Nick, I'm like, whoo, boy. This Kenobi could literally be... The best Skywalker saga content of all time when it's all said and done. And yeah, this report just, just kind of bolsters that thought. All right. So before we move on, we're going to check in with the giveaway. That's right. We're going to now reveal the top three. Okay. So let me go ahead and make sure our screens are all ready to go. So the top three, if you remember, I don't, but we revealed the top five at the, at the start of the show. And now we're going to reveal who has made it to the top three. Again, order does not matter here. So, up first, we have. Burkhead Toys! You've made it to the top three. (laughs) Congratulations. But don't get too excited because this is not the final win selection round. All right. So, Burkhead Toys is in the top three. Along with... Kingdom of Weird! Congratulations, you have made it to the top three of the hashtag SWTS giveaway. The first and maybe the last of its kind. So if you're keeping score, we've got Burkhead Toys and Kingdom of Weird have made it into the top three. And the final entry to make it into the top three is... We'll get to it after the break. No, just kidding. <laughs> it is. Come on, internet. You're killing <laughs> us. You would never do this to Terry Cruz. Come on Instagram. now. You can do it. You can do it. There we go. Building uh, suspense. The many roads we trave. Travel. There you go. So that's our our top three Burkhead toys, Kingdom of Weird. And that tab just closed by itself, so the last the account I just read travel. to you. <laughs> the many I roads we love travel. it. There you go. All right. So <laughs> congratulations to the top three. We'll have one more round of of whacking to go to um, choose to our the final. winner. There we go. I got it out. All right. Before we move on to uh, another Kenobi story. I believe we have some words for you. I just got to get the words up on the screen while I'm vamping here. Yep, there we go. The words are up. And now it's time to... Ah! Oh no, it's a bloodbath in here. There's got to be a better way to get my dagger clean and shiny safely than this. This is what I used to deal with when I cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping my dagger slick and ready for wherever the night takes me. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWTS. And, you know, I'll tell you what, Nick, that is a very true tale. I think every man out there or or woman, you never know. I mean, you know, women probably like to trim down there too, but we're, we're talking the, to, to the men, the manscape men out there. But at some point in your life, you probably have nicked your balls or your dagger. You know, it's not fun. It doesn't <laughs> feel good. It's not funny. You know, the, either zipper nicks or shaven nicks. It's just that that type of skin should not bleed. Do you agree with me? You know what I mean? I agree. All right. So that's why we have Manscaped to help us. So our, our time in the bathroom is not similar to what you'd hear in a horror movie. That's right. You can get the below the waist. They are the below the waist grooming leaders. And the reason is they've got this fourth generation performance package that Nick and I have been talking about all summer. We call it the PP 4.0 and it comes with the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, liquid formulations, which are my personal favorite and two free gifts. All right. So the spooky season is here and Manscaped is getting you set. All right. Performance Package 4.0, you might as well pick yourself up that lawnmower 4.0 if you have not done so. You never know, maybe your costume will require some trimming in those areas, <laughs> armpits, groin, you never know. But Manscaped has you covered. That Weed Whacker can get your, your face all prepped to get the makeup on for all your crazy Halloween costumes and, and makeup parties. Manscapes has got you covered. All right, this Performance Package 4.0, like I said, it's going to come with the lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, liquid formulations such as the Crop Preserver, and uh, what was the other one, Nick, that's in the, the 4.0? We got the Crop Preserver. The Foot our- Deodorant. the The, foot deodorant uh, yeah all sorts of good stuff the ball toner the ball toner the names are fantastic so (laughs) you know what you gotta do so in addition to all that great stuff and and i do stand by it and i have reordered some of the liquid formulations because of how they make me feel they make me feel manly after i groom down there using my lawnmower 4.0 but in addition to all this manscaped did throw in two free two free gifts into this performance package 4.0 which are the kick-ass boxers that Nick is a huge fan of, and the Shed Travel Bag. All right, so you can get 20% off of all this stuff, not just the Performance Package 4.0, anything at manscaped.com if you use the code SWTS at checkout, which will also get you free shipping. All right, so get 20% off and free shipping with the code SWTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. As long as you use the code SWTS, slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean with Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped. Love it. We appreciate you. It. All right. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Maybe I should read those before I get into them. That one required a little bit of acting to kick it off. So apologies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So we're... We're back to Kenobi here, we got more Kenobi and this actually came out today and this this isn't leaking stuff, this is our boy Kamal Nanjiani, he got a nice write up in Rolling Stone uh, specifically for his work on Star Wars via the Kenobi series and no I do not pay for Rolling Stone so I had to rely on Reddit and (laughs) the people that parsed out some of his quotes. Uh, So if you did read the article, there may be more to it, but in terms of what we found Star Wars interesting, this is what we got for you. So uh, hopefully a lot of you remember, Nick, we kind of broke this a few weeks back, courtesy of SW Props, uh, who talked with Kamal, right? Yes, yes. And He's a friend of Kenobi. Right. It's been established that uh, he is a friend of Kenobi. But today, through this Rolling Stone interview, we actually get some interesting uh, sound bites, word drops, whatever you want to say, Nick, that will allow us to kind of put on that speculation hat. All right. So, yeah, uh, I guess just the big lead here is Kumal describes his Kenobi character as a new version of a star wars archetype in particular nick he says um i was so excited about this character we haven't seen this exact thing in star wars yet this is like a new version of a type of star wars character we've seen before Mm. all right you got to parse that out because some people you know jump to conclusions like oh he's playing exit no listen to it we haven't seen this exact thing in star wars yet that's curious in and of itself right this exact thing but then he says it's like a new version of a type of star wars character we've seen before so nick what the fuck is your take on that
1: yeah at first i was wondering if he was more talking about like character archetypes um than anything else but he seems to be a little bit too literal with it like, he's very literal, like, this is a new version of a type of Star Wars character, right. so it doesn't That's really I mean. seem like-, like he's playing with archetypes. Like, he's not, like, talking about, like, oh, I'm going to be, like, a different kind of sidekick almost i mean he's Um,
0: saying it it is a type of star wars character we've seen before but it's a new version of that type and i I just i don't know man it's like my my speculation brain starts to spin here it's like i'm i'm on some ice right now i would really it would be really interesting if
1: he's playing like an ai like if he's
0: beautiful you motherfucker i think I think you might have nailed it because I mean I, I was like, could he be a robot, an alien sidekick, a loopy force user? I'm like, what what are, what are some archetypes we've seen before? But there'd be a new version of it, and and I think Homeboy may have just fucking hit the nail on the head. It would be interesting
1: because it, like there's things that make me believe it's not an AI because like. I mean, I like there are like versions like I, I guess you could say like any droid at this point in Star Wars is an AI. It's an artificial intelligence like like you, like more specifically like K2SO is is more of like a sentient AI independent type of droid than than any of the other yeah, ones that we have. Yeah.
0: Like if you want to get very <laughs> literal, of course, but, you know, we could also just think an AI truly is just software based. Right. Yeah. Like it's, a screen so it's, it's, talking it's, to you.
1: Yeah, but then at some point he's like he's like, "Oh, I was standing next to to Ewan, and then the scene started and then I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi now." So it's like he does kind of say a few things to kind of eschew it, but the way that he puts it, it's like it's a it's a character that you've seen, but it's a new version. It's 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 something like it's similar, but it's not the same. It's completely new like An AI would be interesting because it's almost like a pro... I don't know. It would be different than like... It would be different than like R2 or C-3PO or
0: something like that. Well, here we go. It would be... And this actually just happened in the comic. It's the only reason I'm thinking about it. But in the the most recent issue of the Star Wars comic, Lando kind of takes one for the team and you can see he's finally starting to come to the Alliance. And no, I didn't do a recap. I, I took a random trip out to the beach who gives a shit. But anyways, I think we we finally saw that, okay, yeah, Lando is starting to feel for the Rebels and wanting to do the right thing. But anyways, back to Nick's point. What he does, Nick, to save the Falcon is a callback yeah. to Solo where he starts talking to Leet. To Leet, okay. But yeah. they're not really... She's not communicating to him because remember, once Leet gets dumped into the Falcon's Navi computer, she loses, you know, she does not talk anymore. It's just exactly spits out computer code. But Lando himself being, I guess, hell, maybe even former lover, right? Yeah, I know. He's like, he's like, listen, listen, L3, like, just don't do me like this. This one time I know. Come on. I know you're there. You got to help us. You got to help us. And it just so happens that the ship figures itself out yeah Um, so so I'm kind of it's almost like that to where yeah droids are droids but if they offload their AI or their their consciousness I know it's all weird things to use for a droid but maybe that it it could be something like that I don't know it could yeah it's it's
1: complicated because like we've seen the alien sidekick like we've seen a lot of different archetypes in Star Wars before so for this to be like completely new it would be interesting and I don't so I'm like struggling to figure out if it's like Oh, like I'm playing a new type of alien that we've never seen before, which right. would be it wouldn't be special for Star. We see new aliens all the time. Like every movie that comes out, there's a new fucking alien and it's so not a big deal. But he's positioning it as like this is something that you've never seen
0: before. This is something. I don't know, man. I, I think you fucking nailed it. I think things. you fucking nailed it. I really do. <laughs> I think you're spot on because I mean, think about it. Kenobi's sidekick is just software that is perfect for the character of kenobi because he didn't even like talking to you know r4 or whatever the fuck his droid was i mean he hated (laughs) he i mean kenobi for the most part hates machines he hates flying he hates ships he didn't really he's he was never that attached to r2 and 3po not like anakin i mean look at how anakin takes to r2 and R2 technically meets Obi Wan first. Like, Obi Wan yeah. wants nothing to do with these assholes. So, I think my man is fucking spot on. And and Kumal Nanjiani playing kind of a sidekicky AI that, that's got some one liners, I think it's fucking perfect. Yeah, I can I 100% really see these two either, you know, Kenobi carries around Kumal's ca- uh, character in like a data pad or something. and And that's the new type of sidekick we get.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that would be fun. It would be a fun way to do it because... It I mean, checks Obi- all his boxes
0: if, for the quote, if anything.
1: Yeah, like if you're Obi-Wan Kenobi, who, like essentially who can you trust in the galaxy? You know, like you can't just be a, a bar fly and like be just like his
0: Siri, right? It, it almost yeah. like... His character is almost like his Siri. Like, hey, Kamal, I what's going on here? And stuff like that. I don't know, man. I think you hit it. I... I I'm at least going to, I'll run with it. I'll give you the credit, but you know, we, we usually like to kind of put our speculations in stone. I don't know if he's ready to do it yet, but I, I think Nick, Nick really figured this one out. I do. Uh, and it's it a would, fun, it,
1: it's a fun idea. We have I not like
0: seen that. this exact thing in star Wars yet. Not that yeah. he's a thing. I think it's just, I think when he's saying thing, he's talking about just the scenario and the setup and yeah. the dynamic. Um, but being a new version of a type of star Wars character. Okay. There's always sidekicks. This, if he was just AI based or not, not a robot, but something like that, even a hologram. That's something we've never seen before, but it is an existing archetype in Star Wars. So yeah, I'm running with a man. I'll, uh, I'll take that one to the bank. I think he fucking solved it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that would be, it'd be pretty awesome. I think it would be a fun dynamic to play off of because it essentially gives Kenobi somebody to talk to. That he can implicitly trust like you know if if this isn't like some sort of like cyborg that you know or something like that it's something that he literally like has uh like control of for lack of a better term, then it could be like his constant companion
0: yeah he'll he'll become uh, like uh Joaquin and her, that, right? Yeah, I was saying that <laughs> movie her. <laughs> but anyway, so I mean he he went on and described some other stuff and I still don't think it cancels out Nick's prediction here cuz I mean he goes on to talk like I guess before acting with you and he was told like my character is supposed to be a little bit intimidated by him. And in mm-hmm. and, and Kamal's like I was a little bit intimidated. You know, it's fucking Obi-Wan. What are you going to do? So I I still think that that plays into him possibly being like a a, a hologram or or a non corporeal character a or a droid character. I, I'm yeah. liking this. And then last but not least, he describes kind of a scene. um All right, so so he's talking about you really feel like you're there. The first scene we shot, it was Star Wars outside the windows with aliens <laughs> walking around and ships flying by and all this stuff, but the rest of it just looked like a warehouse. So I did a couple of takes and Ewan was like, you know, none of this is real. I knew the windows weren't real, but the walls weren't either. I looked and I was like, wow, the walls are projected. The only thing that was real in the whole room was the desk I was sitting at. It was wild. It was really, really exciting. I love shoot blah blah blah. So um I don't know. I mean, is was this is his character really sitting there? Is it a hologram sitting at this desk? I I like I said, I still think Nick's prediction could play out even with some of these revelations here i could almost see it like
1: like going into other sci-fi franchises like being like a cylon for lack of a better term you know like like a like a near human ai that looks human okay and all for all intents and purposes but is not human like we've never seen that in star wars the closest you get is lobot but lobot is a human that just got jacked up by you know the the uh, techno the union and stuff like yeah yeah that, that, you know so like really you've never seen a true cyborg in Star Wars where it's like a a human exterior but it's AI based and the the, the interior workings are all mechanical yeah because
0: I I believe Valance who's a bounty hunter so I'm, I'm getting in more mm, yeah, the bounty like, hunters so I think yeah. he's canon but I believe he's not he's more traditional cyborg where there there is some like flesh and guts still in there you know kind of like yeah not as far as grievous went but you know yes he has uh repulsor hands and shit like that i guess i I
1: guess android would be the better term right like what's data like data is an android Android, star trek right yeah Yeah. that's Mm -hmm. that's that's more what i was going not not necessarily cyborg but like android as in it right. it is a fully mechanical being with an AI brain where it can think and make decisions and it's on sel- its yeah, own. It's self
0: aware. Right. It's
1: self aware, but the but the exterior husk of it, for lack of a better term, is a human skin, like okay, you know, something like that.
0: It still works, man. I, I still think yeah. you're you are. I mean, you did wave? I I was like, oh, a robot. But yeah, that that's been seen before. I I think you're on there. I mean, either pure AI or um like you said android based would be yeah new a new thing but also a a a different way to kind of play this this star wars sidekick archetype and i i think i i do think even if he's not what nick is saying and what i am backing up nick saying i i have a feeling that kumal is going to get taken along this adventure begrudgingly with kenobi yeah, Something, seems, something's going like- to require them to work together, even though neither probably wants to work with someone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we know Kenobi doesn't. I mean, he doesn't yeah, like anyone. Is, I mean, he, look yeah, what he did to his apprentice. As as he said, the reason Anakin's fucked up is because Obi-Wan never wanted to fucking deal with this asshole in the first place. It, he, it was lumped on him. So he kind of he kind of approached it from the guise of I'm only doing this because I know my master wanted it. He, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't coming from the the right place to uh, train the to supposed train, chosen yeah. one. <laughs> All right. Uh, I like that. I like that. You know, could be interesting, man. Damn it. We need to see some footage. We need more <laughs> leaks now. Like, i i like, I've emptied my Kenobi leak and Nick just fucking put a cherry on top there. I love that. I love it. <laughs> Android or AI. I'm with you, man. I think you're I really do think you're on to something all right so our our, our last little topic before we get into the fan segment in the big time reveal of the winner of the swts giveaway hashtag that is uh for you words and shitters uh, i actually think you're 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 getting some meaty novels coming your way that are going to span all three eras so prequel Mm -hmm. ot and sequel and I, I I would imagine they're canon-based, because, you know, they're all coming from Lucasfilm. Uh, but like I said, these four books, and I think, Nick, they're, they are they dropping? Are they 2022 or the end of this year? I, can't, I think November, actually, I this year. I believe
1: that they are 20, let's see.
0: Star, yeah, pre-order details. Yeah, pre-order details.
1: Let's get to it. 2022, Foreshadow of the Sith.
0: 2022. Okay, yeah, so, 2022, so it is. All yeah, of them, yeah, 20 these, these are all 2022. All right, so anyways... You're getting four novels, and if I actually liked reading, I think two or three of these have potential to be fantastic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Shadow of the Sith. This yes. one, based on the write-up, I'm not going to read the the summary, uh, but to me, this is going to tell the tale that sets up the Pasana events the Ochi stuff, the dagger stuff in the rise of Skywalker, because, uh, this, this shadow, of the Sith is literally going to follow Luke and Lando as they both kind of have their own missions. Like Lando is trying to figure out who kidnapped his daughter. Luke is, uh, you know, he, he has an idea that there's some sort of Sith fuckery going going around. Uh, so they're going to link up and and deal with Ochi of Bastoon and kind of figure out what's going on there. So, uh, those that wanted some of that backstory that Lando talks about in The Rise of Skywalker, like, hey, you know, Luke and I were blah, 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 and Ochi a bastoon, all that shit, Shadow the Sith is going to yeah. reveal that for you. Yeah. So I'm sure it's going to cover, Nick, how Ochi ends up in that quicksand and dies yeah, and, I was say, like and the, the other the, thing.
1: The quicksand stuff is definitely going to be in there. How his the, ship gets I mean, left there. The, and- yeah, yeah. There's a. I think this one... It, to me is probably the most interesting because in my opinion, we we need this type of content to to really give context and fill in those gaps in the sequel trilogy. And like with time, if you if you feed enough information through novels or whatever else into the sequel trilogy era, then it'll
0: become better overall. Kind of it'll, the same it'll thing experience we saw. The prequel effect, right, Nick? It'll, yeah, exactly. It's, it's with time and new content, new writers, you can eventually <laughs> yeah. make you the old patch, better.
1: Yeah, you can <laughs> patch some of the holes up with it and then make it a little bit more ah. palatable. And I think this is definitely, this is a good first step because it's giving you, it's giving you Jedi Master Luke before yes. he's this husk of a person that we yep. see in the sequel trilogy. You're getting good Lando because, I mean, like, really, you, you don't have a lot of Lando content even in the like, pre- like prequel era, you don't have a lot of Lando. Even in like the, you know, the the sequel era, there wasn't great amounts of Lando outside no. of just like a few scenes with him. So like having some more Lando in there is definitely going to be good. And then, um, well, yeah, it says as Ochi hunts Ray and her parents to the edge of the galaxy. So like, right. you get to I assume here is you get a little bit more insight into Ray's family her mom dynamic clone before dad before and all that shit. Yeah. Before she's abandoned on, uh,
0: you know, Jakku. Jack who Jack, How maybe even think. that, I mean, maybe even that is fleshed out. So, uh, like I said, those that do like to read, I think these four books have great potential with, with mm-hmm. Shadows, Sith probably being one of the more engaging ones to me. Cause I, I, you yeah, know, I love lore, learn about lore and, is you know the sequels they are what they are they, they they disappointed in the end but I you know I still would love some backstory for some of those tales why the fuck not I mean for Thanks. Christ's sakes after The Force Awakens I decided to give my daughter the middle name of Ray. I was heavily invested in the fucking sequels okay so um, anything to as Nick said to kind of pad them out a bit more maybe plug some holes or or add a little insight into some of the narratives they discussed is, is a okay with me. Yeah. Uh, up next brotherhood. This is one that is, uh, going to be in the prequel era in particular. It's going to cover the, uh, tales of Anakin and Obi-Wan with a specific payoff on the line used in the prequels, where we're going to see what these two get into on cato Nemoria, right yeah uh, that I, was exactly, I believe,
1: like the the exact line was like oh that business on cato Nemordia doesn't count when they were talking
0: about like who owes the other it's like oh now right. i owe you or something like that so yeah. this this tale brotherhood I, I think even beyond that but it's going to flesh out just that little line and for a dork like me nick i i love that type of shit where the, you know, you get one little line casually spoken in the prequels and now you know 20 plus years later here we are it's it's gonna get a full-on novel dedicated to it uh, while also probably diving deeper into the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan at this point in time yeah yeah Um, because we we are going to see some Anakin at the rank of Jedi Knight within this book so he's mm -hmm. not just Padawan yeah the players involved in this one are
1: good. I mean, you have Anakin, Obi Wan, and Inventress, and so you get a lot of the the fan favorites, mm-hmm. obviously from the from the Clone Wars era. And then, th- I mean, this story uh, it, uh, apparently this whatever happened on Cato nemordia was good enough to get an entire novel written about it. So that's pretty cool. So, um, yeah. yeah just, I'm, I'm, I mean,
0: again, I'm like, man, I wish someone was making movies out of these. I know, right? I, I would they, like to, like, to that watch this been stuff. Like a,
1: even this would have been cool like a like a cool like hour hour and 20 minute long animated yeah. something yep. you know. Oh, well. The next one is is more of like an anthology series it's called Stories right. of Jedi and Sith and it it really is kind of a it takes the approach of shorter stories about legendary Jedi and Sith struggles between the light and dark that have happened throughout the ages in Star Wars. Um you know it says uh, it's a middle a middle grade anthology, so this is not going to be like an it's adult like, dummies like me. Or anything like that, it's like <laughs> see,
0: see Luke run, see
1: Leia jump. <laughs> yeah. Leia jumps high. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it, there's ten different authors with with different tales uh, from the saga's most popular characters. It says so. You got Luke, yep. you got Vader, you got Obi, you got Asajj Ventress, and 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 many others that will be involved in this anthology series. And uh, the last one here. Padawan by Kirsten White. This is another um, I guess this would be like another middle-aged slash like young adult novelization. Um and it's about Obi as a Padawan, so it's not about Anakin as a Padawan. So yep. um uh when he was under the tutelage of Qui-Gon, and you'll see a lot of their adventures from a from a Obi-Wan Padawan perspective. So uh for me, the definitely the top two, uh Brotherhood and Shadow of the Sith seemed like seemed like the two that I could really sink my teeth into. Uh, before we went live, I told Matt that that you know since reading the the trilogy, the new <laughs> Thrawn trilogy, I'd really kind of fallen off of the books. Um, I tried to read the first Chaos Rising novel, and it just it just wasn't nearly as good as the as the proper Thrawn trilogy that was released by Zon um, in new canon. And then even the 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 light of the Jedi, and I know that a lot of people here have either read it or listened to it, and I got like halfway through it and I just it just didn't grab me. Um, and I know that you know, oftentimes what happens with a lot of these novel series is that the first book is kind of a slow burn, and then once you get past it, it, it really picks up. I've seen it happen in another Star Wars series too, but it just, you know, maybe in in the coming, you know. whoever knows how long coming years, I will eventually pick it up and finish it. Um, But yeah, it was, it's one of those things that I'm hoping that these two novels here will pull me back into the expanded universe novels.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I might contemplate some audio versions of this. Um, Well, how it looks like they are hitting next summer. And if, if, if my favorite person to listen to takes his summer break again, it'll be perfect. I'll just listen to it once <laughs> Stern goes off the air for eight weeks or whatever he did, and, and there we go. I'll get him in there. But I'll, I'm with Nick, and that's why I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to fucking post this because – while they're books and that's not really my bag the content i think is ripe for some pretty excellent star wars lore and new canon to be delivered so keep an eye out those that do read it let us know what happens because i'm sure as we say we're gonna read it we're we're just bullshitting you we're not gonna fucking read this stuff
1: (laughs) (laughs) i have now admitted that that i'm not reading like i i tried to i really did I really did. I tried to, and uh, just, it just—it just didn't grab me. Maybe, but hey, I know you, you never know. Maybe this Shadow of the Sith will will really pique my interest. Yeah, at, like, who knows? Yeah, maybe you'll
0: you'll be a big fan of the writings of Adam Christopher. You know, yeah. maybe maybe yeah. he s- will speak to you differently than the. It was that Zahn? You don't you don't like Zhan Stron? Well, it so. wasn't.
1: It was uh, Soul Soul. Oh, well, okay, Thron, the original Zahn, like the the. The one that just came out, the like the the proper Thrawn trilogy that just came out in canon, was great. But the Chaos Rising one, like the younger the younger it's Thrawn, good. really just right. did not didn't get there. Fair um, enough. Yeah. So this, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'll give it a try. That's all I can say is I'll give it a try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the old uh, real quick try. before we we move on. Tones kind of brings up a good point here, and I, who knows, but he's like. Andor never gets a look these days and that, that's up after Bob I and mean, we we don't really know the schedule. I know some people were flinging around last week and, and we didn't cover cuz it was one of those like wild wild rumors that they may be holding on to Kenobi for May for like the Star Wars Day debut like they did with Bad Batch. Um but you would I don't know I, I Andor I feel like Andor and Kenobi wrapped very closely to each yeah. other and, and well also you have to remember like
1: a few months ago like it was non-stop and leaks well like, i i
0: think he's he's saying more like plot stuff that oh, like, it's, it's yeah. almost like it's almost been the opposite where we we didn't get to see shit from the sets of of kenobi, kenobi. but yeah, but we got a lot of plot. The, the sources are talking a lot more <laughs> and, and they're yeah. they're they're providing a lot more on set kind of descriptions where Andor, they're like hey fuck it world check us out yet no plot has really come out, so yeah. I would it's, rather it's at the Andor
1: way. I'd rather it where you get to like see the sets and see some of the setup and and right. stuff like that, but not know what the fuck is going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, that, I know it is. Yeah. It's a fine line we
0: walk here. Yeah, I, mean, I I'm with you. I don't necessarily like seeing some of the shit that we've seen uh, with the with the Boba one. Probably being the worst grievance we've so far, uh, laid yeah. on people yet. Because uh, really the other stuff, I mean, sources, schmorses, and descriptions, conniptions, it's, it's like, OK, there's a lot of wiggle room with that type of stuff yeah. when it's like, oh, hey, yeah, this is this is the scene as described to us. Look, it's like, OK, shit, that doesn't that doesn't leave much room to the imagination. So, oh, well. All right. Nick, I forgot what the fuck? Are, are we announcing the winner now? We're, we're going to announce the winner of it. Yeah. Now all right. I knew, I knew it. I knew it. I was our, testing it. Yes,
1: you. you were right. All right, so yeah, before
0: we break into the fan segment proper, we are ready to unveil the top one—the winner of the first ever and now infamous Star Wars Time Show giveaway. All right, if we actually had a proper show, I would cue up the timpani drums, right? The yeah, but we don't. Thank you, Nick. All right. (laughs) So here we go after the five and then down to the three, the winner of the first ever Star Wars Time Show giveaway, which includes the Star Wars Time Show hat official, right? It's even been sitting in Star Wars Time Show HQ for like a year. So it's got Star Wars Time HQ dust and cat hair on it. You're going to get one of those. You're going to get the Black Series Jackson figure. You're going to get from the vintage collection the Mandalorian, the Armorer, and the Grogu. And that's not all. You're also going to get a GorillaPod 325 from Joby. So, quite the prize package. All right, mm-hmm. so without further ado, the winner taking home the goods is ba, 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 ba! <laughs> the many roads we travel. Nick, I will let you describe the winner and why they were chosen.
1: Yes. So the, the reason we chose this winner, Amber Rhodes, was because just like Matt experienced in his life, Uh, not too long ago. And just like George Lucas has told us many times in the past, Star Wars is about what? Family. It's about family. And the story that Amber wrote in her post about having movie days uh, back in middle school and then sharing her love of Star Wars and everything with her uh, her child and, and everything around that with her with her husband and It was just a great story that really does encapsulate, uh, one, the Star Wars experience as a whole very well. And then two, something that's even very close to near and dear to Matt's, uh, to Matt's life recently very well. Uh, and you know, I just thought that that was that really captured the essence of what we're trying to get out of this competition. Like we said, it's not an art competition. Amber did not post an art picture or anything like that. She posted a picture of, her and her son and or her child i don't know if it's a son or a daughter i don't want to uh, speak out of turn there um but i just thought it was a great it was a great post it was a great story and it really does kind of hit at um all the things that we wanted to see in this giveaway and all of you toy photographers have enough plastic crack
0: already (laughs) you don't need
1: any more burkhead You don't need any more. That's where Kingdom of Weird. That was that was the the, the
0: the tipping point. Nick's like, that you know what? T- let's give the let's get the little kids some figures. The and, kid,
1: yeah. yes. Let the let the child play with some I, of I, these I, toys. You, you made you made the right you
0: made the right call. I mean, again, this. Um, I I, I loved, like I said, Kingdom of Weird. Uh, I, I think tackled the assignment from a toy per, toy photographer's perspective the best because there there was multiple submissions in each photo was a depiction of the feeling that that andy was kind of talking about and why he likes star wars and then you know burkhead did the same thing a great little scene uh while also explaining why they love star wars but you know the 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 family won one out and nick did make a good point you know let, let's let's get the little one the the the, the family here a few figures you know you never know we nick could be creating the next great collector in the community yeah the next great photographer collector
1: whatever this is uh it's a cool thing to have some star wars toys thrown your way and i feel like this this little kid's gonna get some good use out of them
0: so there we go. And, and, and fear not. We'll we'll do it again. It's not like anyone buys these hats, so I've got at least four <laughs> or five more to give away, so we'll we'll definitely think about another one here. Um I don't know, maybe uh, end you know. of year or or beginning of 2022. But I've also I'm like, you know what? I can use giveaways to start purging myself of shit. Of all I, the
1: other stuff that I
0: have down in my basement. I'm being serious. Like it's it's time. I need to you know, they might not be brand new, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure most fans wouldn't balk at getting a, a bundle of, of Black Series figures or and this, that and the other thing. So um, we had fun. We'll keep it up. Uh, I would love to see more submissions the next time but we will be doing it all right it, it, it mm-hmm. will be happening we're going to do this again cuz it was just great as a as a Star Wars fan myself seeing people kind of take take the challenge and run uh, but more importantly I just I loved reading everyone's anecdotes more than anything yeah. so thanks to everyone um you know congrats to Amber and the family we'll be reaching out through Instagram to kind of get some uh, details to get the the swag sent your way but thank you everyone may the force be with you all right Woo. we did it we gave something away just like <laughs> we last gave year our, our big thing was finally getting a store and hats going that this year our big thing was, was giving uh, away giving the some, hats that we put i know i know day. adam wants a hat we'll, we'll figure out a way to, to we'll, get a we'll, hat out there yeah. like i said Dude. i i'm just i should just take the hats out of the store and just use hats for uh for giveaways moving forward so thanks again everyone we we love you even if you hate us yes all right thank you all for (laughs) entering the competition moving in the fan segment to kind of to round things out here for e183 we're going to go ahead and start with the fan question of the week if you are new uh we do a fan segment every show because we love you we know that you know we don't we don't well I guess we, we technically exist but we don't we don't really get the platform and and the response from like-minded Star Wars individuals without our our fans. So we do a fan segment every show. We start off with the fan question of the the week responses. So every Tuesday, sometime in the morning, I will put the the prompt out there. You can reply either through our stories or leave a comment on the post. And then on the show every Tuesday during the fan segment, we will read five of the responses. So that is what we're going to get into now. And upcoming soon, I will explain how you can get involved in our next fan dedicated segment. All right, Nick. So the question of the week this week was, as always, very timely and poignant to the topics we discuss on the show, and it was. Let me get it up here, or not.
1: With not, the not, recent leaks in go. mind, are you more excited for Book of Boba Fett or Kenobi series? <laughs> there we go. There we go. All <laughs> there right, we go. now
0: it's up on the screen. Okay. There so, we go. I think I have to take the first one because they're from the stories and Nick doesn't know who they are, but I this is say, I can't our buddy. The- <laughs> our buddy and, and one of my personal favorite stop-motion um, filmmakers out there, and that's SW Black Series Clips. Mm, yes. If you haven't seen his latest, I don't know, man. I just, I love... It's not even like toilet humor stuff, but it's still kind of like caveman stuff. He he did a a wonderful stop-motion Kind of showing us why Han tells the droids in a new hope that you don't want to fuck with a Wookiee when he's playing De Jark because they're known to rip people's arms <laughs> rip off. Arms out, so yeah. so Black, you know, SW Black Series clips brought that to life in stop motion nice. using Black Series figures. And it's just there's something beautiful about watching a little Chewbacca figure go around screaming and ripping other action figures' arms off and then having blood spray out of it. So Anyways, that's just a a plug for SW Black Series clips and what they do with stop motion. Good stuff. Anyways, okay, so I think I'm still more excited to see what they do with Book of Boba. Kenobi is going to be badass, don't get me wrong, but I'm curious to see the direction they take with Boba here. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot of curiosity around Book of Boba. Well, yeah, sure. we just, we said as much, right? We're like... Are they going to make him somewhat of a shithead? You know, does the vengeance play in like we've been told? You just don't know. So, yeah, there's yeah. definitely a lot more. What the fuck's going on here, Slack? <laughs> oh, no.
1: I think, uh, what are you trying to get to the next one?
0: Well, yeah, for some reason, whatever. I figured it out. All right, there you go, was, Nick. Yeah. Arc, Arc Trooper <laughs> Collector.
1: Yes. Arc Trooper Collector says While it's exciting to see and McGregor back as Obi Wan, Book of Boba takes place in a time period that hasn't been fully explored. Aside from Mandalorian and having the character as uh, as a clean slate leaves it for more interesting stories and ways to take the character in Kenobi. However, we know Obi-Wan as a character thanks to four movies and the animated series. So many people have an expectation of this character in mind and uh, knowing Disney just makes me more worried about the series (laughs) than exited excited. That was okay. a long long sentence. That was all one sentence. That wasn't even Yeah, you
0: uh, <laughs> you, you took a pause, Nick. I'm disappointed you didn't try to like <laughs> make yourself pass out reading
1: that. I was yeah, like, that, "Oh that- my god, <laughs> I got to stop here at some point." So basically what he's saying is that uh he does not trust Disney to do uh Mr. Hello there correctly. Is okay. is what I'm gaining right. out of it. Hey. Hey. It's a it's Everyone, a legitimate concern. There you go. Um next up, Journal of the Wills says I'm more invested in Kenobi as a character than the uh, in the few tales, canon, and legends that I've covered this part of his life. Even though I like what I'm hearing, I'm still much more wary about the Kenobi show than Boba. With Boba, I can just go with the flow. I'm not hugely into Boba as a character, but I know I'll enjoy it. With Kenobi, there are too many things... That I'd love to see or don't want to see. It's interesting. By the time Kenobi comes around, I'll probably have managed my expectations. Trailers, ETC will probably help. But right now, I'm a little nervous about it. So that's the
0: second one, nervous about Kenobi. I know. I don't, I I guess I don't quite understand that. Like, I'm fucking pumped to see Kenobi. There's no nerves. Like, oh, no, they're going to. I guess I'm just not a fan that goes into Star Wars stuff with kind of a negative mindset. Which yeah, is odd I, when you think about who I am as a person, where I live in the fucking negative. Like yeah. I am, I wake up basically going hurrah, hurrah, like, who could, who yeah. can I fucking yell at today? <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I think like for for a lot of people who were heavily into the EU, which Journal of the Will's probably okay, was, you yeah, just have right. to let that I go. That. Like you have to let it go because that's what he called out. He says you know, canon and legends stuff has covered it. Like you got to let it go. I I gotcha. went into. I went into TFA really loving the Jaina Jason Solo angle and everything that was built in the old EU2. But like I went in, I was like, it, it's it's likely not going to be that. And and all you right. Know, Fair you just got to got to wipe that slate. slate Fair clean. enough. Um, Sith Photo Lab says, I'm going with Boba on this one. I do poor not know how Kenobi. his story ends. People just fucking hate Kenobi. Now we know. Don't do any more Kenobi content. <laughs> Uh, don't get me wrong, Kenobi is going to be epic from what we know. uh, And there's a lot of his story left to be told. Yet, we all know how his story ends. I mean, do we really? Because nobody's ever really dead in Star Wars, you know? Because I've heard that episode 10 is going to be Kenobi in a zombie body, and he's going to come back to life, and he's going to train Rey's daughter. As Vision Ultron. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Zane Reeves Visions to close out the, the question of the week says Book of Boba Kenobi is more or less a clean cut Jedi who's grounded in his Jedi morals as a bounty mm. hunter with a sense of honor and now the new crime lord Boba's character is in a gray zone I well, really want to got- see that's kind of what we hit on yeah yeah I really want to see where I'll take the new crime organization formerly run by the Huts and Fortuna so yeah I mean every so everybody wants Boba everybody's a Boba well, yeah, Fett I mean- homer
0: according to that concept art it, it's gonna open and with him being like "Yeehaw, motherfucker he's on a rancor yeah. like coming through and punching out the bunch of assholes he used to hate dude
1: that would be hilarious you know it'd be funny if he just had a rancor ranch it wasn't even like he's <laughs> like he doesn't actually like go and fuck people yeah. up with it he's just got a bunch of rank he's like he no he's like, he's like he's like
0: kuil he's like kuil in the mandalorian yeah. training blurgs right he, yeah exactly. he becomes yeah. a a rancor trainer and that's what kicks off the book of boba fett somebody it's, steals it. one of his rancors <laughs> yeah he's like no i loved her i got
1: it. it's just like john wick except yeah somebody yeah Uh, (laughs) that's the whole
0: steals his rank or or, or kills kills the rancor Rancor. there you go that's the whole deal you got
1: it oh man good stuff all right so now is the time to move into the top five star wars fan features of the week and as matt tells you every week to get involved in this little shindig you need to use the hashtag Star Wars Time Show on all of your toy photography posts or any art posts that you do that are related to Star Wars and tag us at Star Wars Time Show on the Instagram, preferably. That is where we do all of our business on the Instagram. That's right. So first up this week, 529J, five, at 529 underscore J, has, has definitely been
0: one of my uh, favorites recently over the last couple he's, of months. He speaks to you, I think. He does. It, it speaks to me, too. I mean, he, he gets featured by me, and that's how it makes it to you. But <laughs> J, to me, is probably one of the best creatives when it comes to what I call hashtag Star Wars humor. Yes, right?
1: I agree with that. Like, he's really good at these creative humorous shots these crossover shots mashups mashups exactly so what we see here in this shot is a (laughs) a beautiful moonlight dance between kylo ren and rey on top of a building in what looks to be new york city because you can see the empire state building there in the background and it, it, it it's for those that are really of the, the, the Raylos out there they used to call themselves. The right. people who were all about the Kylo well, it, it's Raylos. It's also a play on
0: La La Land, like the La La Land poster, Nick, okay. where you had um homegirl and homeboy yes. literally like da- dancing, dancing like this. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it was a f- it's a fun shot here by Have Ed you Fox. ever
0: danced with the devil in the pale moonlight in the moonlight?
1: pale moonlight, right? Uh but yeah, it's a fun it's a fun shot here with TLJ. I believe this is TLJ Kylo and the yep. uh TLJ Ray. So correct. Fun, fun stuff there at five two
0: nine underscore J. <laughs> well, I just like, like like you just look at Kylo and just you can actually he's, like envision, looking into her eye. Yeah, you, know? you could envision like Adam doing this yeah. though. Like I, I could actually see him pulling this off. I mean the dude's a legit actor. What What's he coming up in that I kind of want to watch? The last with Affleck and Damon, right? The last duel. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard good things. There you go. Heard good things about that. Oh boy, I know who did this next one. This
1: next one here. Oh yes, we we all know this man at Daz Tibbles with an. I mean, just a mind-blowingly good Kenobi poster that he just pulled out of his head. So you see, uh, Kenobi there as one of the main focuses, and then you also see one of the. What is this, the fifth brother? I can't remember which
0: one. Well brother. he's Nick, he's giving us what his interpretation of what Sung Kang's gonna yeah, look Soon like Kang. as an inquisitor. Yes. So is it, is it yeah, fifth brother? Then here we go. This honestly, this would be like if, you know, if if we were cool and Daz was like our in-house artist, yeah. when we were talking about Sung being the fifth brother, we would have commissioned him, him like, to make this just, right just here. Draw it up. Draw it What will what will this look like?
1: We need to get a SWNN type of person on staff here that can just draw all of our ideas or, or all of our leaks. Um, but now, I mean, this one's fantastic. I mean, you can even look in there and you can see the, the helmet, like, look on the, look on like Kenobi's like, like right side, that's a uh, Infus Nest's helmet right there. It looks like. Yep. And then you also see the mm-hmm. Vader helmet. You got the, you got the, yep. the Lars Homestead here. Uh and then uh, we see the little boy standing on yep. the pit looking at the two sons. Yep. And then this looks like uh-huh. it's the chimera, the the uh the Star Destroyer that's Thrawn in the shot. Yeah, right. Cause you could the underside of Thrawn ship, the Chimera has that that artwork underneath it. So I mean it's fantastic. I mean, this looks like as Star Wars official as it gets, but that's how stuff from Daz Tibbles
0: looks. It looks choice every time. So I mean, it's, it's easily, I mean, one of the best, I mean, Mount, Mount Rushmore in terms of Star Wars fan artists. I mean, Daz Tibbles is just a, does, does godly things with his mind and hands. Yeah, absolutely. So beautiful, beautiful. At least with art. I I don't know what the hell else he does with his mind and hands. I mean, we don't, yeah. That's that's godly, but at least with art. Yeah, with
1: art, he's definitely up there. Other things, maybe, maybe someday we'll find out.
0: Just be- I mean I haven't just looked at his page in forever but I'm sure it's loaded with nothing but excellence yeah, yeah close ups of of the poster he's got a little Suicide Squad piece on there yep Suicide Squad he got a Squid Game up he's there. it's got Ninth Jedi a lot of great oh I for I mean he did price some of the best Visions, Visions fan art I, I I saw when when Visions hit guy he's got posters I think for each one just just fantastic yeah. shit man that's Daz we all know it but if you are new here. Check him out, at Daz Tibbles. Nothing but pure gold on that page. Absolutely. Next up is at Sentimental Scoundrel, Sentimental underscore
1: Scoundrel on Instagram. And it is a Sentimental Scoundrel shot. You see Mr. Han Solo standing there in the sand. <laughs> you are right. And he's just kind of like staring off into the distance. A very sentimental pose. You got the falcon it, in the scoundrel background. It's a scoundrel-looking sentimental, yeah. for
0: sure. You are, you are right. It is a
1: namesake photo and i just thought i mean it was it's a, it's just a very poignant shot of han and you don't really get a lot of poignant shots of no. han it's mostly no. him no, being he, he,
0: suave or badass or something like that exactly like you don't look at han as a a thinker or a ponderer no. you know what i mean and and that's what you're getting in the shot like he's very stoic I, I don't know if it's the scarf Nick, or the pose the the lighting but this is the most serious i think i've ever seen Han Solo, even more so than when he's literally frozen in carbonite and can't kind of be the goof that we know him to be. Yeah, uh, I, I just putting a a scarf on Han Solo. Who would have thought that it would result in just some fantastic looking uh, toy photography? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's sometimes it's as simple as that. And I mean, having the Falcon there in the background on Tatooine, where essentially his crazy ass journey began just like everybody else's i mean what a what a great shot what a what a a good
0: thought evoking yeah, shot he just, from he just he does not look like a scruffy looking nerf herder at all nope like he just does not look like that goof that 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 dick at times he, he looks like a completely different character this is a what if han yes right? this is a what if han solo very true very true good stuff here
1: at sentimental underscore scoundrel next up we have a fantastic shot of, I mean, like, this is not Tross Kylo. This, I think it's, this might be TLJ Kylo from like the, the smock he's wearing underneath his cape. But this is from at photog.rafi, F- uh, P-H-O-T-O-G dot on Instagram. And it's a scene, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily scene creation, but it's Kylo staring down at his helmet. Uh, and again, it's just kind of like another thought, like provoking shot of Kylo. This could be like right before he smashes his helmet in the, in the elevator scene in TLJ after Snoke calls him out on his, uh, on his weakness. Um, but the shot of Kylo is just
0: top notch. I mean, I, I really do like the environment and everything. To me, this one I had to do a double take like is this a fucking still yeah like is this a a scene still because I mean I I believe this is a hot toys like Nick said so naturally the subject is gonna look pretty fucking juicy right pretty pretty correct Uh, but I don't know it's just it's the right tone for this shot and as Nick said it's it's like a pondering a, a thought type of portrait you know no no action going on here I don't, I, maybe Fotog was going for the scene where the helmet's being rebuilt and just didn't give us the red yeah, lines, because it looks could like be. there's, it, you could argue that those are Knights of Ren arms next to Kylo in frame there, but yeah. it doesn't matter, it's just, like I said, when I, when I came across this shot doing my dailies, I was like, holy shit, I mean, it, this, this could be Adam Driver in the flesh.
1: No, it looks, yeah, it does, it really looks like a real person standing there, which
0: all, all credit to the lighting and the, uh, yep. The work done by lighting Todd is right. the, the lighting's perfect in the shot. It, Nick, to me, it's a shot where it almost kind of brings up some of the sequel reg- regrets with this character in particular. It's like, man, this was the guy like they, they were putting a lot of fucking effort into this character. And again, like most of them just kind of, finished his story it's like all right yeah it didn't seem that natural a progression but whatever I mean Kylo was probably one of the more fleshed out but yeah. when you see shots like this like Vader I want to know more about what's going on in this guy's head exactly and hopefully we'll get that in Kenobi because I think that'll be magic
1: yes indeed so at Rafi on IG oh boy and the last <laughs> one for the top five I, I mean like how do you not put this in here so what we see is a, a dog oh, just ripping Grogu's ear off, just ear in mouth, like, ripping it out of his head.
0: Physically. Yeah. Physically, it is being ripped off by what is that a lab or a it lo- almost looks like a cocker spaniel, but I'm not sure. There, there you go. That, yep. Yep. Uh, yep.
1: From fig- from at Figure Hertz. And and look, we, you know, sometimes we do back to back top fives. I believe Figure Hertz was a top fiver last week as well. Uh, but this one's with, just, with this
0: Grogu. Yeah, he's getting
1: some legs out of this Grogu. <laughs> this Grogu is getting him a lot of mileage for sure. But this shot—it's just too good to not put up there. I mean, like, how do you not have a? How do you not make it the top five with a shot of your dog ripping Grogu's <laughs> ear off? Like, it's just perfect.
0: And it's not even Nick. I mean, I don't want people to think like I'm. I'm a psycho. It's. It's not even the, the that Grogu is having his ear ripped off. It's. It's the practicality (laughs) of it, right? Getting a dog to play along using the effects on Grogu. To, I don't know if it's putty or whatnot, but it, I mean, it looks like you can see like sinew and other tissues being ripped out. But I think my favorite part, Nick is looking Grogu's face the whole time. And then at the, the very last slide, I'm, I have it on the live stream. Now when it's fully ripped off, he's just like, eh? like, <laughs> eh? <laughs> like the whole time. It's just like, he's not crying or mad. He's just like, Oh fuck. Like, like what the fuck's happening here? Yeah. Something's ripping my ear
1: off. State of shock just doesn't know how to handle it
0: yeah in the last shot he's like looking right at camera like oh fuck i think something's missing from the side of my head i don't know i love
1: it Oh man it's great stuff it's great stuff from that figure hurts and i mean yeah you you kind of hit on all of the the beats on why this really makes it in the top five fully practical down to like the the paint the putty whatever he uses actually getting his dog to do this i mean i'm assuming that what he did was he just took like one of those uh those like uh which rawhide bones and painted it green so his dog obviously
0: just wanted to eat it anyway uh i don't know man i mean i have this is the hot toys one-to-one scale grogu and i think that's the fucking that's just ear. the actual uh, i mean <laughs> maybe he'll let us know because that, that was another thing i was like man it's impressive that he's just even willing to let a dog possibly chew into this yeah i mean uh but i would imagine it's like you can see the dog's eye is looking so i'd imagine he had someone either keeping its attention or getting it to turn its head. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> I know plastic action has done some cool dog shots. It, it's just, I don't know. I, I like the way this, this guy thinks at figure hurts oh, because yeah. the one we did a week or two ago, if not last week was another full practical where he created a smashed ice cream cone <laughs> that Grogu slaps on din din's helmet. And then this one, it's just, it, it's the thought process that I appreciate of figure Hurts And then the fact that, you know, he can he can bang it out once once he comes up with the idea, banging it out, using a dog, using a high end collectible and and really going for full practical yeah. effects here.
1: Fantastic stuff at figure hurts on the IG. And that's the end of the top five. And that's the end of the show. So, Matt, why don't you take us home,
0: bring us in with the dance? You got it. Here we go. I'm shaking on the screen. If you can see me, if you tune into the live stream, if not. Give it a try one time. You can even watch it uh, recorded. You don't have to be here during the middle of the day because we know most people probably aren't available on a Tuesday (laughs) afternoon to watch the show live. It doesn't matter. We're here. We've made it to the end. Now it's time to learn you on all things StarWarsTime.net. That's right, StarWarsTime.net. That's what we're looking at right now on the screen. It's it's our home base, and the reason you need to know about it is, well, this is where our topics come from. You can kind of see what we may be thinking for an upcoming show. But for you, if you're new... Or, if you're just lazy and you're a longtime fan, it has all of our jump off points to the various platforms. The show can be found on for the audio only delivery as well as our YouTube channel. Uh, if you don't want to go to starwarstime.net for YouTube, you could just uh, search it right and YouTube will show up or YouTube.com Star Wars Time Show. And why should you be doing all this? Well, the Fandos know there's always time for Star Wars time. If you're new, hopefully you'll get there. You'll understand. There isn't a single day that goes by at SWTS where we're not focused on the Star Wars, all right? Because there truly is always time for Star Wars time. So get out there, starwarstime.net, tell a friend, tell a dog. Hell, you know, we just featured a dog on the cast. You never know. But uh, convince them to loop into the Star Wars Time show by going to StarWarsTime.net. And if they do subscribe to either YouTube or a podcast platform, we'd love for you to tell them, or if you are new, rate the show, review the show, or if you're on YouTube, sub to the channel, do the thumbs up, and click on the, the little alarm bell. All right? We need you. We speak your names, so in turn, we need you to speak our name. Because if you listen to the Star Wars Time show, the Force will be with you. Always.